Nuska! Nuska! Okay. Okay. I'm glad that you. I'm glad that we have that. <laughs> All right, so do the intro again. Um, what's going on, everybody? This is the second time around doing this intro because we don't we forgot how to do it, um, and the internet kicked us out. So, but let's see. This is the anime episode. I'm Chloe, and I'm Steve. <laughs> this is the film theorists. Sorry for yeah. this two month delay. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, this is the anime. Anime is the way they say it in Japan, which is the you know the animation, uh, the, essentially the uh, the cartoons. And uh, uh, manga is how they say Japan, or manga, which is the comic book in Japan. So manga and anime, but that's the last time I'm going to say it like that, because it's anime and manga, because that's the way we say it in America. I'm sorry. Well, I'll say anime, and I'll say manga, and then... Oh, you'll say manga. Okay, well, then I'll say manga. I feel like, I mean, if that's the way that they say it, then might as well. But they say anime. Yeah, but... But I've always, that, I don't know. That sounds I've never weird, known though. how to, I've never known how to say manga because it's kind of like the GIF or GIF thing. I never really knew. Right. So I just kind of, depending on who I was around, how I went for them to say it. Right. So See congratulations. Congratulations yes. on graduating high school Thank and you. college at the same time, dual enrollment. <laughs> That's part of the reason yes. why we had a delay because we had some work to do. And uh, my 18 um, year old daughter, Olivia, also yeah. graduated high school and. She was, you know, salutatory in every class that she did really well. She made a speech and all that kind of stuff. So Nice. Pretty awesome. Um, plus, we, uh, Chloe and I had a lot of watching to do because... Also, I, I can, yeah. well, I really haven't done... First of all, Steve has had a lot of watching to do. I yeah, have yeah, been traveling, yeah, and yeah, I true. haven't been watching anime because I haven't felt like it, which is not a good excuse, oh, okay. but I haven't... You've, you've already watched a bunch. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had to kind of catch up a little bit, yeah. Well, because I really, I'm glad that you watched it because I think it's interesting. Yeah. I wanted to, you've never seen it before. No. This, so like hearing your perspective from a completely new viewer is right. fun. And a 55 year old. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was in the bookstore, uh, uh, Books a Million, uh, was that last night uh, or the night before? I don't know. You texted me about it. In, in the manga, the manga section, standing next to like a girl with blue hair and a girl with pink hair and they're probably looking at me hopefully not creeped out but but simply just thinking oh that's nice uh, the father or the grandfather is picking out some a manga for their uh kid i that's, hope they filmed you and put you on like tiktok somewhere or something they're like yeah. what's this old dude doing in this section yeah. but it is amazing <laughs> looking at all of that uh, and i know you had said you hadn't really read too much uh, manga but, but maybe some online stuff or whatever i've right? read just a couple issues of haiku's manga but that's it yeah i sat in that books a million i uh, got like a strawberry frappe or whatever which i didn't realize that was a strawberry shake it tastes like a strawberry shake to me anyways drinking my <laughs> strawberry shake and i picked i picked out the uh the death note episode one and, and they nice. call they call it the black book the edges of the pa paper is 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 uh, dyed in black so the whole mm. thing looks black it's amazing i almost bought it and that episode one in the manga i'm gonna say is at, as an art form as the manga is better than episode one anime, which is wow. 
pretty amazing because episode one anime is really good. I mean, they're both really good, but that that manga is awesome. That was, I'll have to check that one out. I'll look at that yeah, one for sure. It was $15. I almost bought it. I, I was almost going to buy it for you, but I'm thinking, well, you can just go to Books a Million and buy it. Yeah. But it would be a good gift, you know, for, for I mean, it's, it was amazing seeing all, seeing all of the stuff like the, uh, how do you say it? Hi, uh, Hi-Q? Hi-Q. I just say Hi-Q. I don't know. The, I the never vol- know if I'm pronouncing anything right. Yeah. The volleyball one, they got, they had like 40 something volumes of Hi-Q. Yeah. Hey, like lined up and it's, it's crazy. And it's all about volleyball. Anyways. Yeah. Well, it's really popular. So, so I want to know about what, I want to know what your family thinks about you watching anime, because I know that they don't watch it. And I they're a little funny. weirded out. They're a little weirded out. <laughs> by it. I mean, they just kind of ignore me because I, I have other weird things. You know, I, I just, I've, this little bookshelf that's got these weird horror novels and well, you're pretty I, weird. You're I collect, yeah, I collect records. Old. I don't fit in it. at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, you know, kind of, I, I, I like weird people. I mean, that's, that's, I'll be honest. I'm a little weird, but maybe I'm not as weird as some, but I like the company of weird people and, and you're probably oh, yeah. the same. So maybe that's why you and I kind yeah, of, um, talk. I have a couple of friends and they're pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, hope you're listening. <laughs> yeah. This whole world of anime is just amazing to me because like to compare it to uh, Marvel and DC, which that's the normal comparison. To me, the most of the Marvel DC stories, I mean, maybe there's a lot that I don't know, but they all are centered around essentially a superhero character, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there is a lot of ver- variety in that. But anime is basically limitless. Like there's no boundaries mm-hmm. at all. You know, that is one of the things that I was really drawn to about it is because yeah. I also like that there's there's hardly ever a gore filter because they just it's yeah. animated and it's violent and it's just that's how it is. Yeah. But um. I was always really drawn to it because I've been watching a lot of just animated shows in general, not just Japanese anime, but um, I really have been super into animation recently because it can be super weird and look super bizarre, but you can accept it for what it is because it's on purpose. Whereas like if I were to watch a live action thing with like some CGI, a lot of times CGI doesn't look too great on TV shows. I feel like because TV show CGI, they don't have the same budget as big movies do. And right. So animated yeah. shows, I feel like always, I'm having a lot of fun watching them because they're so unique in what they do. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just amazing the worlds that are, are created. There's so many of them, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's been underground for a while, but still popular. But now it's kind of a, a bit exploding, even though it's still considered underground. Well, because I, of TikTok, it became a trend to like okay. anime. Yeah, well, De- so Demon Slayer, which we're going yeah. to talk about later in this episode, Demon Slayer uh, is 26 episodes, one season, and it's had manga as well. And then the movie actually came out in 2019 in Japan. And it, it's from what I read, it's now the number one box office film in Japan of all time. Wow. That's what I've, that's what I've read. It's either that or it's the number one animated film. I think it's the number one box office film. It's like what Avatar did, and then I guess Avengers Endgame overtook Avatar, but... And, yeah. and it's it's breaking animated records in America as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Demon Slayer has a huge American audience. Right, yeah. Even though theaters are, I mean, I guess they're mostly open, but there's still some that maybe aren't open because of the whole mm-hmm. pandemic thing. But. Ooh, that leads me to something. So yeah. before the pandemic, the last movie that I saw in theater, there was a point where I was going to theater like almost every week because it was just, oh, it was yeah. just the thing that I went to do. It was like my favorite outing of the week yeah. after like a long school week. Um, the last movie I saw 
it was sometime in March in 2020, and I saw Little Women. Oh, and yeah. I was blown away yeah. by it. That was yeah. the last movie I saw in theaters. Yeah. Now, I recently went back um, to the theater. Shout out to my cousin, Elijah, who took me. Oh, yeah. Um, to see A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh, was awesome. was the first movie I had been in a theater wow. since the pandemic. That's crazy. So, so for a year and three it. months. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? We'll probably do our next episode on horror in A Quiet Place Part 2 if you want to. Um, I'd be down for that. I've I've been more into yeah. the horror genre. Like I recently just yeah. I've been watching kind of a I've been in a slasher mood. I just watched the a, the second Scream movie just a few nights ago. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could talk horror, but you know this is all about anime. Sorry, I said it a second time. And I was a- in an anime, anime. I was in an anime, anime phase months yeah. ago. Yeah. I was super hyper fixated on it, but now it's like we're finally recording, and I moved on, yeah. and I'm all I can watch currently. Have you ever seen the show Adventure Time? It's a cartoon. Adventure Time? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, well, it's a Cartoon Network cartoon for kids, and the episodes are 12 minutes long, and I'm hyper-fixated on that, and it's the only thing that I can watch, and I don't know why. (laughs) It's the only thing I've been watching is Adventure Time. That and movies, but that's it. Well, I wanted to, so I really want this episode to be able to be listened to by people that know nothing about manga and anime and still enjoy it. So, Well, I'll try to cater it like my parents (laughs) are going to listen, and they've never seen any anime. So I wanted to give some sort of some some background on stuff right so uh, you know anime is is basically the animated movie or tv series manga is the graphic comic book or novel and it's pronounced anime and manga like i said yes (laughs) but we're gonna say anime and manga well i would like to preface real quick that um we are going to pronounce things wrong yeah yeah oh yeah for sure because i'm about to very white i'm very american Yes, and I'm dumb. Exactly. I'm about to do a lot of Japanese names throughout, and I mean, we're gonna through, and we're gonna throughout. butcher it. I'm bad with yeah, names. Yeah. I cannot do the names, yeah. man. So, uh, you know, manga is the Japanese. It's actually a Japanese word for cartoon drawing or comic book. It's literally what manga means. And mm-hmm. worldwide, manga is synonymous with Japan's style of comic book or graphic novel. So, manga, and I, I actually kind of heard this. Someone had told me, but when I went to the bookstore for the first time, like a couple weeks ago. So manga is read kind of like Hebrew. It's read from the back. Well, for us, it's the back cover to the front cover. For them, that's the front cover. The back cover of a book is the front cover. So you hold it opposite of an American normal English book. You turn the back cover, and that's page one. <laughs> and nice. and then and the panels are read opposite as well. It's still top to bottom each page, but the panels are right to left. And they explain that every single manga that I picked up. If you pick it up, because they, they know that we're stupid Americans. If Obviously. you pick it up, if you pick it up like a normal book and you turn the front page, which is the back cover, the front cover, yeah. the first thing you see is you're reading it the wrong way. I mean, it's nice, <laughs> but but it's like the same language. You're reading it the wrong way, start at the back, and it explains what you, how you need to read it. And it's very well, well, I'm a technical writer as part of my job, and someone who put that together was very good at communicating that because it's very well explained. And then so... Anyone who picks up the front cover, which is the back cover, would flip it over. Can you hear me? It looks like we're knocked out again. It keeps freezing. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, you're uh, right. Anyone who picks up the book, flips it over, and then you start reading that way. So it's 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 very interesting. Um, I'm sure so there wanna... are I'm sure there are uh, man- uh, mangas that are meaner, though. I would like to pick one that's like, turn it around, you idiot. This is yeah, not how it yeah, goes, yeah. doofus. Yeah, it probably are. They probably are. <laughs> the, I, I picked up about five or six, and they all kind of said it the same way. But, yeah. At least they say that, though, because I could see you opening the back of it, and then, like, you're seeing the spoilers for the ending because you 
are dumb and you've opened it the wrong right way. that's true if you just ignore that and you and you, you now you're, you're reading it you're, it's like the movie memento do you ever see the chris um, nolan memento where it's I backwards it's backwards so it, <laughs> it's like you're reading the manga like the movie memento where you're you're reading the you gotta the figure last the story scene. out as, it, as you go in reverse <laughs> the last scene first and what's funny is it's all black and white uh well i guess there's probably some manga that's full color but but a lot of the ones i picked up the first few pages, meaning on the back, but it's the front, are in color, and then the rest of it's black and white. It's so cool because black and white is just a different kind of, you know, a different kind of uh, aesthetic. You know, it's cool. Yeah, I do. Um, like, so, I I like that, and I like that you're super into it right now. I love that for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I don't love all the all the the how the stories are delivered, but the stories themselves and the characters and the worlds mm -hmm. are pretty amazing. Yeah, they're they are. I agree yeah. with that. So I'm going to get some history real quick. So Jump uh, uh, is the magazine. It's a series of magazines in Japan. They've been around since 1968. So Jump and its series of very popular magazines in Japan, they contain new manga stories that are serialized. So uh, a lot of the serialized uh, manga basically is put into these manga magazines. Then they're called hmm. Jump. Weekly Shonen Jump is one. Jump is a series. There's probably oh, I've heard ones. of that. Yeah, jump. I don't know what the Japanese word for jump is. Maybe they call it jump. I'm confused about that. But um, so jump is the is the word. Maybe there's a Japanese word for jump. But that's the series of magazines that they how they put out these stories, kind of like DC and Marvel. You know, uh, although DC and Marvel also sort of write the stories. I jump does not write the stories. They simply are the magazine, the vehicle. They're for like getting, they're like yeah. a distributor distributor yeah the magazine for getting these stories out you know in the 50s yeah. and 60s in america there was all these science fiction magazines that uh you know solicited stories from science fiction writers and then they would put those out in various and there's weird tales there's all kinds of there's been all kinds of magazines in america that are similar like that but uh so the highest popular the golden age of manga was considered the 80s and early 90s total readership really? yeah of, of the jump series of magazines the total readership was at 18 million people at one time Wow. Which is a lot. <laughs> and that's, pretty, that's a pretty big number, yeah. And I think a lot of these magazines have now gone online because it's very expensive to produce by paper, you know. So I think a yeah. lot of these have gone online. But there's probably still some that are on paper. And then, of course, in and in, I said I mentioned this earlier, in American bookstores, there's large sections. Books a Million and Barnes & Noble specifically, there's large sections of the store. Books a Million has like two full rows of it devoted to manga. So, um, of course, the American equivalent is Marvel or DC, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the, my comment to Marvel and DC is usually it's centered around a superhero. And, and there is a lot of variety in those stories. But for me, the anime and the manga stories are limitless. Like, there's no boundaries. They're writing about it'll whatever be, they want. Yeah, it'll be something you never even thought of, heard of, yeah. could have even, even imagined. It's amazing. Yeah. And a lot of it is in the sci-fi fantasy, you know, large robots, you know, mecha. They call it mecha uh, genre, but there's you know, there's things that are for girls and and and. Well, I have watched. I mean, like I, I love you know obviously the more exciting animes, but I have taken time to watch the romance genre and just like the yeah. regular genre. It's basically just an everyday TV show, but it's an anime, um, and okay, I don't like okay. those as much because yeah. like there was one that I watched a few years ago called. Um, Kimino to uh, I think it's called Kimino Tadoke, and it was okay. I, I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced or that sounded very Japanese with the way you said it. But so. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, yeah. But obviously I don't know. 
the right. that was that was literally just like a romance like it was about a schoolboy okay. and a schoolgirl and they just yeah. like and that was very boring but yeah, so no, no fantasy yeah. elements no no yeah just so straight. they obviously have just like regular ones too that are pretty plain but that one right. had a pretty big following so it okay people like it yeah yeah so um so man i got so much here but i, I don't want to be talking <laughs> the whole time so but i did want to try it. I would want to say I want to say this. Japan is 145,000 square miles in size, which sounds big, but that's only about half the size of Texas. Yeah, that's really not much. <laughs> yeah, half the size of Texas, and and so the United States has 328. I'll say this has 328 million people. The United States, and it's mm-hmm. 26 times larger than Japan. The United States is 26 times larger than Japan. United States or Japan is only about half the size of Texas, but it has uh, what's the number? Uh, 126 million people in that in half the size of Texas. That's so crazy. where are the people? Where are the Japanese people? <laughs> well, to- Tokyo has 14 million people. So so to put it in perspective, <laughs> New York City has about eight million people, which is our largest city. New York City is our largest city at eight million people. Tokyo has 14 million people. They got like like uh, seventy uh, percent more almost than New York City. It's crazy. That's so crazy. What what hit me about those statistics is the small size of Japan and the fact there's so many people. Is that stuff stuff is created in Japan that never needs to leave Japan. It never needs to go to America or anywhere outside of Japan and be hugely popular because they have so many people. You know. Yeah. So they just digest it, and they, you know it could be theirs, and and then never makes it out. But but you know. There's so many uh, great things, I guess, that are created in Japan that the stuff just breaks out, you know, and Americans uh, uh, embrace it, too, even though it's a little bit weird compared to your normal American stuff. But like you and I are people who like weird stuff, you know, <laughs> so. Wasn't the, speaking of a horror movie, wasn't The yeah. Ring originally a Japanese? Yes. Yeah, wasn't that originally a Japanese story? Yes, and and I realized that after we were done with the episode, I, I feel like I should have said that because I did know that, but didn't really think about it at the time. Yeah, it was called Ringu with a U. Yeah, Ringu, and I never saw it. I never saw Ringu, but I kind of um, want to. I know. didn't know that until a friend of my sister's shout out to her. Her name's Caroline. Okay. Um, she we watched it with her, and she's actually seen both, and she really likes the Japanese versions. I'm pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. She's seen that, so. Oh, there's a ton of great horror in, in you know, Japan, Korea. Uh, well, Korea had... Uh, Ooh, before we do Paris, our Paris horror Science episode, well. should I watch... Before we do our horror episode, should I actually take a moment and, like, watch three of the horror movies you suggested? Like, I need to watch the Babadook and stuff. Yeah, whatever you want. I mean, I sent you a list of, of movies. Um, yeah, one, I need to... Ones, I'll get on that. Ones that, that are, were... Uh, I consider classics and also ones that I really like, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of them are older, but anyways, yeah. That's that's for the horror episode. So you can cut Anyways, that segment yeah. out. But it I'll just cut that. I just I had to I had to, I had to get that <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah. But uh, a little bit more history. I mean, we can just. Uh, but basically, you know, animation Japan started in the twenties with films, shorts, just like in America. You know, it kind of started about that same time. And and Japan, they were very influenced by Disney, Bambi, Snow White, Mickey Mouse, and a lot of people say, "Why does I don't like anime with all the big eyes and stuff?" Well, you know what, Disney, they that, that's where they got it from. They got it from us. Yeah. With the big the big eyes. I mean, the big eyes thing is an American thing initially. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot, a lot of people poke fun at anime saying, why do they always draw the big eyes? Well, we were the ones doing that. <laughs> you know, at I've first, really grown so. to love the style now, too. Yeah. I used I used to say the yeah. same thing when I was younger. Someone right. wanted me to watch one, and I was like, no. And then once I finally got past the art style, 
when yeah. I say I got past the art style, I actually learned to really embrace it. And now I yeah. really honestly prefer the art style as opposed to a lot of like animation we have here. Right. And now I'm going to say a Japanese name, Osamu Tezuka, Tezuko. He's basically the Walt Disney of Japan. He created Astro Boy, which is kind of looked at as sort of the mm -hmm. first big uh, 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 anime or whatever. Astro yeah, the Boy. name is familiar. Yeah, Astro Boy kind of almost looks like Mickey Mouse, but it's not Mickey Mouse. Astro Boy is basically, uh, it's about a boy named Tobio who is in an accident and his, doc, his father, who's a scientist, puts him back together with machine, machinery and he becomes like this android superhero boy with human emotions and but the early drawings look very much like mickey mouse style it's very interesting yet it's nice. sci-fi sci and frankenstein type you know, with, with a little boy so um cool but uh yeah i mean there's there's so much <laughs> uh yeah. you know the, the style we talked about big eyes right big eyes pointy faces pointy nose spiky hair yeah, the hair, I feel like the yeah. hair is often the defining feature for most characters because they'll have right. like the same face, but as long as their hair is different, yeah. you know who it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, uh, and so as a film, like film, filmically or whatever, the, the aesthetic of how things are done, it's, you know, as you know, it's like big backgrounds, like detailed backgrounds with little movement. You know, that's that's where the anime kind of draws the line and makes it themselves different from american animation is that there's generally little movement now there is scenes where there's a lot of movement but like simple dialogue scenes in america the the arms may be waving and they may just be going moving a lot whereas in anime it's very simple the mouth moves and the mouth does not match what they say because they you know they do it in reverse of the way they do it in america in america they record the voices first you know like the big Walt Disney films, they record the voices first, then yeah. they, 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 they do the mouths to match it up. Japan doesn't care about that. So even the Japanese huh. is not matching. Yeah. they they write the stories. They do. I did the, not know that. Yeah. They move the mouth however they want. They don't, they don't necessarily match it up, you know? Uh, so that's, that's what I've read anyways uh, about it, which is interesting to me because then you're, you're kind of free to, you're not having to, uh, worry about getting all the voice stuff down they just write the story and they get the visuals down you know and then the voices come later but that doesn't bother me it doesn't bother me that the voice doesn't match up with the mouth what do you think about that i mean i've never noticed and i never thought about it so clearly it doesn't really yeah. bother me yeah yeah obviously <laughs> yeah yeah so um but uh how much japanese culture are you familiar with like other types of things like i mean not do you know what much do you know what vocaloids are isn't okay. So Vocaloid, I okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was really popular on TikTok, and there was a whole trend yeah. of like Vocaloid stuff was happening. And I do not know what Vocaloid is, but okay. I just kept hearing it's just like electronic music. I'll tell you I what think. it is. I'll tell you what it is. It is. I, I maybe like for the people who are listening, they're going to roll their eyes when I try to describe it. But Vocaloid is basically a digital character that uh, is a singer. Say for example, a singer, and they I think they write music for this character. And it, the singer becomes the personality. So it's like, you know, a pop star, but it's totally digital. It's not based on a real person at all. It's it's a fake digital character, like an anime character that's basically like a singer. I mean, we have something like that here. And, have you, you know the brand, you know the band, the Gorillas? I, yeah, with the end, ends with the Z. Yeah, Gorillas. Gorillas with the Z. Z. I don't really know their music, but I know the name. Yeah, so. well, they, they're animated people, basically. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. 
But yeah, yeah. Vocaloid. So, and then there's fan followings uh, behind these certain digital characters. <laughs> and crazy. and in Japan, they pay money up until the pandemic, I guess. They paid money to go to arenas, like a real rock concert, wow. to see a projected image <gasps> sing singing. They're not singing; it's just a projected image. And then there's that's crazy playing a recording. And and but you know what? It's not that much dumber than uh, hip hop concerts that I've been to, <laughs> where the the DJ just pushes play and the guy's just uh, lip syncing, or he might be singing. <laughs> He might be singing, but his vocals are also on the recording, so he doesn't have to sing. So they might so, look at us and think that we're stupid for going to go yeah. see people lip sync when I mean, how I mean, at least they're yeah. animated and cool, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, but uh, yeah, the Vocaloids is was well, it was huge. I guess it still is. Um, um, and then there was a there's a friend. so you like like hard rock music, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Recently, I've been listening to yeah. some. Well, recently my music taste has just been really sad and unhinged, but okay. Know, eh. <laughs> well, there's a band. There's a band that I have kind of fallen in love with, like in terms of the, the weirdness of it. But there's a band called Baby Metal. That's baby the name. Metal. Baby Metal. It's one word. Baby Metal. And what it is, it is it's death metal. I mean, the band is like super heavy, blast beats, uh, drums, like you know, heavy guitar riffs and stuff. The music's really. I mean, if you like that style of music, it's really good, well done. But there's three singers, three girls, Japanese girls. They're probably, I guess, no, I guess they age out and then, and then one retires and they get new ones in. But they're probably in the uh, from the age of maybe 12 to 15 or 16. They're very young. And there's three of them. <laughs> and they sing like, it's that type of singing over this death metal music. It's crazy. I'm listening to the first. I'm listening to their top song on Spotify called "Gimme Chocolate" right now. Gimme Chocolate okay. is maybe I can put a. I don't know if I can legally put a yeah. snippet in there. Put oh, put part of that on there because it's crazy. I love it. It's almost, it's hypnotizing because it's so different than anything I've ever heard. Some people can't stand it. There's this, a death metal dude that I talked to at work. He's got a band um, that's, that's I've actually he's heard just starting out with, with this band. And he can't stand baby metal because he loves the music, but he can't stand the girls singing. But I think it's pretty cool. Um, but anyways, baby metal. Um, I've heard the song that I just Jay played. I've heard it before. It, it became popular yeah. on TikTok. I think I learned TikTok is basically school. At this point, okay. for Gen Z, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The, so. the three girls, the three girls for that "Gimme Chocolate" video, they totally choreograph. It's really interesting to watch visually, like you know, and they, the way they move and stuff, and they they pretend like they're doing, uh, you know, windmills on the guitar, like they're playing the guitar. I don't think they even like death metal. They must not because they're they they would have no concept of it. But you know, I don't know who's behind Baby Metal. Really, it's not the girls, obviously. It's these guys in the band that came up with this idea. The band's been around for about 10 years now. And wow. they, they, they apparently sell out concerts in Japan and they're starting to make inroads in America, I guess. But, and I don't know if it's lip synced. Maybe it is. I don't know, but um, yeah, there's so much, there's so much to talk about with that. But Japanese culture is just interesting to me. You know, the more I delve into it, the more it's kind of interesting. What, what, so no, no other, well, you like, you like Japanese food? Um. Uh. Yes, I do love Japanese food and Asian, but and of course it's of similar. course it's Americanized food because it's right. It's just like 
but yeah, I do. You're not a, are you a fan of sushi at all? Um, I don't really like raw fish, but okay. Yeah. But the sushi rolls, yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's get back to anime. So, <laughs> they, uh, uh, I mean, from what from what I've read, it's a very collaborative process actually. Compared to American even animation and stuff, usually there's one or two people that are writing it in America, maybe a group of people. But in Japan, the collaboration is crazy. So, so. Demon Slayer, the series and the the movie. I'll just flip right to that. So Demon Slayer, the series and the movie, you know, who's credited with writing it is actually the entire company. <laughs> I mean, it's it's probably not the entire company, but it, it just they just say Ufotable. Ufotable, I guess that's how you pronounce it. U-F-O-T-A-B-L-E. It looks like Ufotable is the Thank name goodness. of the company. Yeah, the name of the company that put out Demon Slayer, and it says the the writer of the uh, anime Demon Slayer is Ufotable. It's like the whole company. You know, that's like saying, uh, who made this Disney movie? Well, Walt Disney. Well, he's dead. No, no, the whole company made, wrote the movie. The you entire, know. yeah, everybody who works there. <laughs> maybe everybody at Ufotable, maybe they all just like played a really tiny part and at the end of the movie, they just couldn't figure out who did what. So they just like put them all in one category. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it may be some of that because there may be a couple guys that are sort of taking the lead, but then other people have, have a part. But apparently from the books, I actually checked out a couple books out of the library. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was really getting into it. Uh, and, and one of these books really talked about the detail, like this this guy who wrote the book actually sat in on creative the creative process and on the meetings of create of the some of some of this anime that's created. And yeah, this is basically a large group of people that are, you know, storyboarding this stuff and they're all throwing out ideas. And it, it's a real collaborative process, apparently, you know, to um, come up with this stuff. So, which is hard for us to think about because we're used to like, we just talked in the last episode about writer directors, right? <laughs> One yeah. guy doing the guy it all. The whole movie. Yeah. So I guess they don't have that so much in anime. So Interesting. Um, they have a director, but then for writers, it's a team effort. So well, good for them. Um, They're smart about it. Yeah. So so the only other thing I wanted to say was uh, the target audiences. So in, in Japan, they actually have literally these target audiences. So for this, for the manga and the anime. Um, so shonen is young boys age six to 18. And I know a lot of the anime uh, fans will know some of these titles. I, I just started to watch Dragon Ball, not Dragon Ball Z. For some reason, I watched Dragon Ball. Did you watch any Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z? Um, no, I'm not a young boy. And the ones that are targeted towards them do not look appealing to me. Yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender is considered shonen. That's that's the um, one. Actually, that... I take that back. Avatar: yeah. The Last Airbender, I love that, but it is an American yeah. show, so that doesn't count for me. Oh, okay. Oh, 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 okay. Well, isn't wasn't there must have been a Japanese version of it though? I don't know. Um, it was never a sure. Japanese anime. Oh, okay. I don't know. So. I just ha I just wrote this out based on stuff that from Wikipedia again Wikipedia yeah. and, al Wikipedia. and also stuff from a couple articles that I read, but Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, One Piece, Hunter X Hunter, Yu Yu Hakusho, Yu Gi Oh, and they say Avatar: The Last Airbender are examples of shonen, which is targeted at young boys six to eighteen. Yeah. So the yeah. All of those categories. I've heard of all of them, but I have chosen to not watch. I have seen the first three either. episodes of Hunter Hunter, though. Okay. Yeah, that keeps coming up on my on my feed. They apparently it's Netflix really popular. Wants me to watch it. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it, when it's you say it, you don't say the X in the title. It's just Hunter Hunter, by the way. Oh, Hunter Hunter. Like, okay, when, you, like yeah. when you say it for some reason, for some reason you say the X, you're a nerd, and I don't really know why. 
Okay. But, so just don't say it. <laughs> no, I'm a real nerd. I, di I didn't even know. But the American <laughs> equivalents, for people that don't know, is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, the, the cartoon Transformers, G.I. Joe, and He-Man, apparently. Yeah, I don't like those either. So. Those are all those are all older. Now, I, I, I'm i saying I would put a portion of Demon Slayer, Death Note, Attack on Titan, Parasite, and Hey2 in the Shonen category, but not totally. Because there's also an older audience in some of those stories. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, Shonen is... Um, so, it's mostly about action, right? Fighting yeah. battles... Fighting battles, violence, monsters, mutants, running, jumping, competition, and usually simpler character development. Like the characters are distinct, but they might only have two or three or four kind of things about them. And they don't delve into their history and all that. And and to some degree, like uh, um, Demon Slayer is a little that, but, but you get detailed history of a few characters and others you don't. You know, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get into that, but... Uh, and then Usually, show it, uh, you see more and more about Tanjiro, but that's pretty much it. Right, that's true. Yeah, but they're now making a new season, so you know they might delve into the other characters. I guess you know potentially. Oh, good. Um, so shonen, and then so uh, uh, and then there's shoujo, which is the young girl equivalent, age six six to eighteen. Sailor Moon, you're watching these mm. Sailor Moon. Sailor um, Moon. I have. It's pretty. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Is it? Okay. So it's a lot of like sidekicks and, and like unicorns and stuff like that, right? Yeah. It's really bright and colorful. Yeah. Bright and colorful. I mean, yeah, it's, and, and so the, the thing with the Japanese culture and even, even today, they're still putting some of the stuff out. They're not quote unquote as woke. I, I'm being funny. They're not as, as, uh, yeah, he's you know, doing, he's doing, I can see him. He's doing hand quotes, hand quotes. They're not as, uh, <laughs> uh, progressive, so to speak. But they, you know they're not. They they just they just know certain girls like certain things, and so they make they literally target certain anime and manga toward girls that like girly things. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you want to make money, you can't just make something that you feel like is going to appeal to everyone. That's harder to make than something that just appeals to a certain group, right? And they're doing good because a lot of the things that you mentioned are very popular in that category. Yeah. Right. And so the ones they list are Sailor Moon. Some of these titles I know, but I know nothing about them. Sailor Moon's the biggest one. And then Card Captor. Now, these are older. I guess I got this list from an article that was about seven or eight years old. So some of these are older, but Card Card Captor Sakura. I don't know what Card Never Captor heard of that. And then Fuji, Fu, uh, Fujigi Yugi. Nice. <laughs> Oran High School Host Club. I kind of want to watch I... that because it's Oran High School Host Club. Host um, Club. I don't know. A lot of people that I know love that one. Okay. And then Revolutionary Girl Utena. You know that one? Yeah, no, I've never heard of that. But that sounds okay. interesting. That's all. That's all shown. And of course, a lot the, of the names are so wordy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're weird. Like translated to American, because obviously these words are <laughs> translated. But yeah, um, the American equivalent of shoujo for young girls six to eighteen is Disney princesses, My Little Pony, Gem and the Holograms, Rainbow Bright. Now they say age six to eighteen. That seems kind of. I'm 18 and I have not seen any of those. <laughs> so, I was just saying, are you still into My My Little Pony? I was never in My Little Pony. I, I mean, actually, as a kid, would have been in the yeah. shoujo category. Very much lean yeah. towards how a male acts. But it's funny that they say the target audience is age six all the way to 18. But like, like my 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 oldest Stephanie, who's 20, <laughs> she she sometimes gets a nostalgic uh, uh, inkling and wants to watch something that she was 
really into when she was seven or eight years old. So she kind of still does that. So maybe that's what they're talking well, about. Currently, you know. I'm 18 and I um, am regressing. Like I told you, I'm only watching childhood cartoons right now. Okay, um, there you which go. is why yeah. I was I've not been watching anime because I'm I'm hyper yeah. fixated on children cartoons and I cannot get yeah. out of the I can't leave it. Yeah. Well, and I do I'm 55 and I do the same thing. Like I might watch something that I was really into when I was like a young teenager, but it's 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 the nostalgia factor, right? You know, mm-hmm. that's so maybe that's what they're getting at with some of this target. Uh, now the sign in, that's the next thing. And so, uh, I think it's pronounced sign in. I, I could be wrong. I don't but. think how are you spelling that cuz I'm going to look that up cuz that doesn't sound right. S-E-I-N-E-N. S-E-I-N-E-N. And it's the Japanese word for young man. It literally means young man. It, it Maybe it's pronounced seinen. I might be saying it wrong. Um, I'm thinking I'm it's either seinen or seinen, seinen, or seinen. Those would be the three. I'm thinking it's uh, seinen, but I could be wrong. Um, there's a couple guys at work. I'll shout out to a couple of guys at work who are... Seinen, uh, according to this thing right it's here, it's seinen. Saying it, okay, thank you. Because yeah, uh, my, my two two friends of mine at work, Carlisle and Jonathan, they actually were very helpful to me in uh, preparing for, for this anime episode. Well, why they, did they, we have them on with us? Well, I, you know, I kind of mentioned that, but I mean, I feel like the, the, this podcast is too early to have guests yet. We need to kind of, oh it, yeah, you know, <laughs> but we'll be able to. We'll have an anime part two episode later. Will we? Sure. I'm thinking so. There's so much to talk about. We haven't. Even I mean, to you're se- really hooked on series it. yet. Yeah, I mean, that's because the worlds are so interesting. But what is it, Sainan? Sainan? Sain. Well, let me listen to the dude say it again now. At, yes. Okay. Sainan. 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 Okay. And it's young adults 18 to 40. They go all the oh. way to 40. Man. I don't know why. Why do they stop at forty? So when you're forty-one, you don't you don't like saying it anymore. Ah, uh, yeah, they say. Ah, forget that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that forty-one was just for, now. That was just yeah. for my thirties. <laughs> Well, 40. No, they include the number 40, though. Once you get Oh, to 40. so once it's 41. That was just for when I was 40. I'm <laughs> yeah. 41 now. I'm, I'm too yeah. old for it. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. But that's just what they came up with. But but Sanin is Cowboy Bebop, Ghost in the Shell, which I've heard a lot of good things about Ghost in the Shell. But I've I don't never know. heard of that. It's a movie. I think it was a movie with Scarlett Johansson, actually. Ghost oh. in the Shell was a movie, so it's probably based on that um, anime or manga or whatever. Um and a bunch of other ones. Full Metal Alchemist, which I know is huge. Full, huge. You know, yeah, because there's a lot of manga on it. It shows up on Netflix all the time. I probably will end up watching Full Metal Alchemist. Berserk, which is another one. Jonathan, my friend at work, said you got to watch Berserk. It's it's you know it's supposed to be really good. Um, and then I would say Attack on Titan, which we're going to talk about. Death Note, Neon Genesis Evangelion, Parasite, and Demon Slayer all have Sinan, Sanin. Keep saying it wrong. Saying in elements, but to me they're more dark shonen. So I would say mm-hmm. that they're they're kind of halfway between shonen and seinen. I would say in terms of the, which is good. That means they're that's why they're probably reaching an even wider audience because they're appealing to to younger people and even older people. You know. Um, so you and then the other category, um, which is yeah. Oh wait, what's the other category? Jo, uh, Jose, well, actually, type this into your google translate j-o-s-e-i that's probably jose um, and that's adult young adult women 18 to 40 again they picked the number 40 <laughs> to cut it off at jose i think j-o-s-e-i and there's actually very few tv series or movies in that specific genre they say 
So it's the, um, the older audience is more geared toward um, males. And, and actually, people most are, people are saying it's Joe Zayi. Joe Zayi, okay. Honey and Clover, uh, Bunny Drop, Kids on the Slope, Paradise Kiss, and No Dummy, Cantabile. I don't know. Those are I've not heard of those. Joe Zayi. Yeah, but they say that most women and men just watch Seinen who are interested in older anime. They just watch the Seinen, which. It's technically targeted to young men, but, you know, I mean, Star Wars, is that targeted to young men? No, not necessarily. I mean, you know, I mean, so. Yeah. Have you so delved into the sort of the underbelly of anime where they have some really mature content? Uh, You're talking like X-rated? No, I've avoided yeah. <laughs> that. I know it's out there. And, uh, you know. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I am afraid yeah. to. Yeah, don't look it up. I'm going to avert my eyes on that. But yeah, I know. When Attack on Titans has nudity, but it's 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 uh, it's genitalless nudity. We'll say there's no gender uh, to the to the Titans. Anyways, we'll get into that. Okay, so um, I, I'm going to list out these these anime, and then we'll talk about them one one by one. Right, Death Note, Attack on Titan. Neon Genesis Evangelion, Cowboy Bebop, Parasite, and KQ, and then Demon Slayer, of course. So we'll talk about. Yeah, those are the animes that collectively we yeah. have watched, or at yeah, least yeah, and I've watched whole seasons in some cases, and so have you. So, so, um, so Death Note. So, yeah, Adored. and that's and that's one of my favorites now too of of it because it's it's. It's got so many different elements. So let me just say it's it's elements of thriller, horror, supernatural fantasy, detective film noir, false identities, fakes, lots of process, tracking down, you know, the serial killer and all that kind of stuff. So and it's it's violent, mm -hmm. you know, it's a cartoon. It's animated, but it's violent. So it does take itself yeah, very, very seriously. Um, so the manga originally came out on, in 2003, 2003 to 2006. I'm going to say some of these Japanese names. The manga was written by. Sugumi Oba and illustrated by Takishi Obata, who both did Bakuman later. Bakuman, which is a real popular one. I don't, I've never, have you ever seen Bakuman? Bakuman. No, no I that, have not. Those two guys. So we, we need to watch Bakuman because apparently that was their follow-up to Death Note. It's probably different. but And then the anime is just 37 episodes, and it came out 2006. It went 2006 to 2007, directed by Tetsuro Araki. Guess what else Tetsuro Araki did? Attack on Titan. So that's kind of interesting oh. because to me, I don't see Death Note and Attack on Titan as, as very similar, but it's similar tone maybe a little bit, you know, because it's kind of dark. Both serious, both dark, both right. pretty violent. And then the uh, anime is written by, so usually there's a couple people that do the an, the, man, the manga and then uh, a couple people or maybe a whole company <laughs> that does the anime. So uh, the Death Note is written, written, the anime was written by Toshiki Inoue, 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 I guess. And he did, he did Dragon Ball. So he's, he's a long time uh, writer, Dragon Ball, and he did wow. Full Metal Alchemist. So he wrote Death Note. So I'm going to release you to talk about Death Note. Tell me how great, how oh, great it is. Um, what do you want to say about it? I mean, I loved it. I watched it last year. I think I watched it at the very beginning of coronavirus um kind of binged it all in a weekend type of thing um it was phenomenal 
it was the first like serious dark anime okay. that I had watched because before then I had only watched stuff like the sports animes or stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, and then I really discovered that was the one that showed me that anime is not always so like kitty right. or like, yeah. um, like colorful and bright and happy. Like yeah. this one was very yeah. bleak and very, very serious, very draining. Watching it almost was tiring because right. it was like, it really, you're just like fully immersed in this like, super dark and depressing right. story like, yeah like it's pretty and for those who don't know i'll say the episode. summary is so here's the summary i kind of wrote it myself based on high schooler light his name is light yagami light he finds uh i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure oh yagami. yagami say i'm doing the i'm doing the, the yagami I'm yeah do, your cadence your yeah. words are off what is it yagami yagami okay yagami. Light, yagami. Light, yagami. light that's an interesting first name light you know uh so he finds a notebook called the Death Note that claims to be able to kill anyone whose name is written in the pages. Light thinks it's a, and this is all in episode one, he thinks it's a hoax at first. He kind of laughs about it. But then he puts names and he realizes it is true. And then he decides he wants to basically be a god, be the sort of the new modern god or whatever, and rid the world of evil and crime. So that's an awesome premise. I yeah. loved the premise. I like the idea. I think he's 17 yeah, or 18, and he decides that he wants to be a god and that he's going to be able to right. control everything, even going against his own father, who's head right. of the police department, threatening to yeah. kill him, You know, putting everybody he knows at risk for for what, really, I feel like. What was he going to yeah. gain? Like, I don't know what he what his overall goal was, really. I don't really remember. He just had so much power. It's, I it's, guess it's, just, just to rid the world of... I think he felt that he was just better right. than everybody yeah, else. exactly. I know you know, he like does him. in the in the course of the thirty six episodes, seven thirty seven episodes, he does go through you know like very much uh, doubt and, and there's all these different emotions attached to it. You know, he's not just a mindless killer. He is trying to hide his identity, but then there is some guilt and other things. You know, and and the thing with Death Note is there's so many rules. That's what's fascinating about it too. It's not just mm -hmm. writing the name in there and then the person dies. It's like it's got like. The, the rules are slowly revealed over several episodes. Some of them are crazy. Like, well, one of the initial ones is you write the name and then within it, and I, I got this from the manga too, because the manga explains it really well. You have to write what, how you want the person to die within 40 seconds. They just picked the number 40. If you don't write it within 40 seconds, that he just dies of a heart attack. But he yeah. still dies. Oh, and yeah. You, oh, have yeah to, you have to be able to... You have to be able to picture a person's exactly. face too, because what if John you just Smith. said like some John name? Smith. That, yeah, everybody's well, name America, is John Smith. In, so in, you, in Japan, you would I guess it would be uh, uh, Tobio. Tobio, yeah, Tobio, really popular name Tobio Osaka or whatever. Yeah, then all the Tobio Osakas yeah. would be dead. No, none of them would die unless you're picturing a specific Tobio Osaka. Yeah, because like like you said, so it's, so that's kind yeah. of interesting. So they kind of cover themselves in. Uh, yeah, I thought it was really good. It's very uh, film noir. Like film noir was popular in the 40s and 50s in America. And, and the, the creators, obviously, of this manga and the anime are are influenced by that, that look, you know. And it lends itself to black and white, too, the manga. That's why the manga is so amazing, because it's very, you feel like you're watching a 40s or 50s kind of crime thriller, you know, just by well, reading it. the anime it. itself was... It, the anime itself wasn't black and white, but it wasn't colorful. No, in the least. True. It was very, everything was very yeah, gray. Right. Yeah, the anime is not black and white. Yeah, just the manga is. The most manga, I guess, is black and white, at least the ones I picked up. But yeah, it's, 
Um, most of them are, yeah. But you're right, sure. yeah. The, the uh, Death Note colors are very muted, yeah. Earth tones. And um, and there's a Shinigami, which is Shinigami. Shinigami did, I say yes. that, did I say that Shinigami. right? So, I think it's an M. I think it's Shinigami. Or I'm Shini, not really sure. Shini. Uh, yeah. Shini? Is it Shini, Shini or Shini? S-H-I-N-I-G-A-M-I. And so he's kind of like his, he's kind of like his guardian angel, but not really. It's yeah, Ryu. guardian devil, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Ryu, Ryu is his name. Yeah. And he's hilarious. He was kind of, even though he was basically Satan, he was the comedy oh, relief yeah, yeah. for the show, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, and actually, uh, one of the best things about the, uh, I know you didn't see the Death Note movie directed by Adam Wingard, which wasn't that good. But one of the best. Throwback yeah. to Adam Wingard. He's the one Godzilla who did Godzilla vs. Kong. Um, Godzilla vs. Kong. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. Adam and the guest. And the guest. And, and the guest, which we didn't really talk about, but good movie yeah, to watch the, on Netflix. Well, we have talked about the guest a little bit, but... um. What's what's great about the one of the best things about the Death Note uh, live action film is um, uh, what's the actor's name William Willem Dafoe, Willem Dafoe. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you know that name, but he's been in a bunch of movies. Yeah, yes, he 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 played Ryuk. How do you say it? Ryuk, Ryuk, mm, Ryuk, Ryuk, Ryuk. And he was great, like as as Ryuk. That was one of the best things about them. huge. Like I did not watch like the porcupine. movie because I heard it yeah. wasn't good. Almost. I heard it wasn't good, and I didn't want it to ruin the anime yeah. for me, which yeah. I love. So. I think of Ryuk as almost like a human porcupine. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. he's got all these quills coming out of his head and his body, I guess, maybe. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just interesting. You know, and there's a lot of mixture. A lot of the anime has mixture of spiritual stuff. Like, you know, I don't know all the – but there's, there's Christian stuff mixed in with, you know, probably Far Eastern uh, philosophies. And, yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of um, spiritual stuff mixed in. Because they talk about heaven and hell constantly in Death Note, but it, it's mm -hmm. it's not a, a straight up Christian uh, uh, reading of that. But but it's interesting that they say heaven and hell, which in English that's you know Christian Judeo you know Judeo Christian kind of background. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I don't know what else you want to say about Death Note. It's. I mean, that's pretty yeah, much all I know. About I mean, because it. it's just one season. But I, I guess are they going to come out with something else or? No, um, actually, a lot of animes are one season. I found that some of the best anime that I've ever watched, except for, I mean, I guess that's not true because I do love some of the ones I've been going on, but I've seen several just one season animes that I've adored mm -hmm. that are just like just the one and done, and it's just a short and right. sweet story. I'm wondering if there's yeah. more uh, manga, though, because the year for the manga is from 2003 to 2006, so it's like three years worth. I don't know. I don't know if there's well, what I'm saying is there's three years worth of manga and there's only one season, 37 episodes of anime. I don't know if the anime has covered all of the manga or just a part part of it. Maybe all of it. I don't know. Hmm. That I'm not sure about. Hopefully people will write into uh, the Film Theorist Podcast yeah. at gmail.com and tell us. Our couple listeners that are just our relatives. And I always mention the stuff right in the middle of the episode, which is not, not what. Yeah, we never say yeah. at the beginning. We'll, we thought, I feel like people say at the end. We'll say that at the end, yeah. too, because I feel like people say their stuff at the end. Yeah. But uh, Death Note, I mean, 37 episodes. That's And each episode is, is it, it's not, is it 23 minutes or is it longer than that? It's longer than that, right? Um, They were, diff they were varying lengths, I think. They went, well, they like varied from like 38 minutes yeah. to. Yeah. So. Like, Longer than 23. 23 yeah. seems to be a number that's popular with a, a lot of the anime for some reason, 23 minutes. But yeah, I knew the Death Note was longer. And there's a lot of characters that are introduced, a lot of 
lot of so many characters yeah. i could not keep them all straight either yeah and and um a lot of fake things and and you know uh, some people claiming to be uh, the, the the killer, and you find out they're not. And then there's another Death Note, right? That's introduced, and there's another uh, uh, Shinigami, uh, Guardian Devil, or whatever you want to call it, Porcupine <laughs> character, uh, but <laughs> but different. And yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, ma- there's a mafia gang at one point. There's two characters, Mellow and Near. That the the one I forget who is it. Mellow Mello is always eating a lollipop or something. It, it's just it's funny. There, there's humor. See, that's why. That's okay. Let me just say this: it does take itself very seriously, but at the same time, there there's a lot of humor. Which, which for me, the best anime is not dead serious all the time. Yeah, but there's humor because for me, the cartoon aspect lends itself to the humor. You know, it it it, it, it if it's dead serious the whole time, even live action, I guess it can get kind of. You can feel like it's. It's uh, trying too hard, you know? I don't know. Well, I mean, I felt in the few episodes of Attack on Titan that I saw, it was very serious. Oh, there you go. So, And I wasn't and I wasn't too crazy about and it. And Attack on Titan is the next one I wanted to talk about. Oh, <laughs> so there you the, go. So, so Attack on Titan, yeah. I watched four, five episodes-ish. I thought it was too serious, and I just wasn't in the mood for it. Maybe I'll return to it another time. So how many episodes did you, how many episodes did you watch? Four or five. I don't know. It's been a four while. Four or five. I watched the entire first season. So how many episodes was that? I don't even know. Probably 24. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? The best part of, of there's two things in, in Attack on Titan. Okay. Let's explain what Attack on Titan is. It's it's elements of sci-fi horror, post-apocalyptic fantasy, military war drama. Uh, the basic story is that humanity lives in this medieval, it's sort of a medieval type cities and towns inside and surrounded by three enormous walls i can't hear you so i'm making sure can you hear me still okay so so attack on titan is basically humanity lives in this medieval type cities towns that are surrounded by these three big walls and they, the walls have names i forget the names of the walls but uh i didn't write that down but all of a sudden they're being attacked by these huge nude but genitalless like genderless <laughs> monsters and it's pretty much they're all males uh but there is a female that comes later see that's the best part of the first oh. season the best part of the first season is when the female uh a titan so i'm I gonna make fun of the title a little bit so the actually the japanese title was called it was translated the the actual japanese title of this is the advancing giants the advancing giants, which actually makes more sense. That's a little awkward to say, but to call it attack on Titan is weird to me because first of all, they're Titans. There's many of them. And to say attack on Titan, it sounds like you're um, attacking a planet, you know? Yeah, I can see that. Titan, Titan is actually, the, well, well, the Titans, we talked about the Titans with Godzilla versus Kong because the, the Titans are the Greek gods, you know, the Titans were the original Greek gods that Zeus and all of his team then destroyed. You know, it's like we talked about that. Yeah. But Attack on Titan, it should be called Attacking the Titans or something. Yeah. Attack on Titan is a weird title. But anyways, it's still, you know, I've, so many people love it. It's got over 100 million copies in print of the manga. The manga came out. It's actually older. The manga came out from the September 2009 to April 2021. I guess it's done now. I don't know. 
It's still going on, actually. Currently, okay, okay. season five is airing, I think. No, I mean the manga. The manga's been going on since 2009. Oh, that's still going. I think that's just... Yeah. I think that's just going on forever. Okay, okay. Yeah, because they <laughs> just keep know. cranking it out. Because the guy who wrote it, his name is Hajime Iseyama, and I read a little bit about him. He's 34, he's 34 years old right now. So he was like in his early 20s when he first started writing wow. Attack on Titan. And... Um, there's a whole thing in Attack on Titan of like he's basing a lot of it on uh, Nazism. There's a lot of like World War II type type stuff in it. I don't want to go into that too much, but um, but yeah, they're man eating humanoids. Basically, they they come in. They're huge giants. They they're nude. They have no clothes, but you can't tell what gender they are. But I guess they're male. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe or maybe maybe it just. I think what they want to convey is that they don't have a gender, perhaps. Maybe, Maybe they're just genderless. Yeah. Because I don't think the gender is necessarily important for the story. I think that they're just Well, <laughs> later in the first season, it is important, though, because they I guess all the Titans in the beginning are considered male because there's a female that comes, and it's, it's significant. And I don't want to give that one away. You guys should just watch it. Uh, well, I plan on going back eventually, but we, who knows when that is. I just got to get through my eventual yeah. Cake. But the be- the best part of season one is the last episode, <laughs> and yeah, the last episode, and then when it goes to total expressionism, we talk about expressionism and realism. Even though it's crazy, fantastic stuff, it's mostly filmed, so to speak. It's drawn realistically, like you're not going into the minds of the characters and stuff. It's basically just showing the action. But at one point, all of a sudden, the main character's name is Aaron. Aaron Yeager, E R E N. You go into his mind. Oh. And, yeah, and I don't want to give that away. You probably should watch the whole first season, at least. I'm, it's just so many episodes to commit to. Yes. Something something happens to him. He's transformed, basically. He's transformed. But he doesn't even realize it at first. And, actually, you're taken into his mind, and he thinks he's just sitting at home at a table, and they're knocking on the window, but they're not really knocking on the window. They're just knocking on him, trying to wake him up. That's all I'm going to say. It's the best scene in the whole first season. Because it's... I got to go all the way to the last episode four. No, no. Well, the la- no, that's not the last episode. The, what I'm talking about is about yeah. uh, maybe two-thirds of the way through. But the last episode, uh, action-wise and violence-wise, is definitely the best. It's it's pretty intense for, for animated. But Attack on Titan, yeah. You know, our friend Emma Simons. Shout out to she Emma Simons. loves Attack on Titan. I'll have to text her and say that we talked about you in this one. Because she, she'll text me about anime. And, cause, and yeah, I've never yeah. really been yeah. one to watch like i never really watched Attack of titan and she got on to me about it yeah i i started to like it about the two-third of the uh, two-third of the way through to the end uh it, it got better the season one but oh yeah, let so me bad. well let me just do a quick interjection while we're still talking about emma she yeah. wanted me to bring up right do you know who bo burnham is oh yeah so oh he, he yeah, yeah bo burnham great. had that new special that came out on netflix called inside you know the, the one that he made over the quarantine Which, I haven't seen yet, but I've heard You about should it. definitely yeah. watch it. Emma wanted us to talk about it, but okay. I think that you should watch it and we could probably maybe we could just do it at some point, talk like a, just just a few minutes about yeah. it. Because it was phenomenal. And I'm not I don't like musicals, as you know. So I'm very shocked that I liked yeah. the musical comedy, but it wasn't funny okay. because it was it wasn't a comedy special really. It's more just like okay. more just serious and like a real thinker. And it was really good and I think that okay. I think that you should yeah. watch it. So shout out to her for well, you mentioned that. Yeah. Well, Bo Burnham's movie from, I think it was 2000... Eighth grade, 2017 or 16. It was the best movie of the year. 
Yeah, I remember you telling me that, and I thought that was very shocking coming from you. Yeah. Because it seemed not like well, a genre that you would really. But let me say though, I watched. Oh, I watched uh, Eighth Grade. Let me say this. Yeah. Though. I did not yeah, finish yeah. the movie, and it's not because the movie was not good. Oh. The movie was actually too yeah. good that it was giving me a panic yeah. attack, and I had to stop watching it. Oh. <laughs> I, stop. I total. I totally understand. Thought, it wasn't giving me. <laughs> Uh, it, it wasn't giving me a panic attack, but I felt like I did. I got flashbacks to when I first saw E.T. when I was 15, 16 years old, and I was on the verge of crying. Um, that movie. Yeah. Well, no, that movie was amazing. The, the campfire scene in that movie. Now we're talking about Bo Burnham. Talking about, anyways, well, not, Emma wanted me to bring up Bo Burnham. So if she makes it all the way to this hour yeah. mark, we're at the hour mark here. If she makes okay. it all the way here, we okay. can mention, I'll mention we talk about you at the hour. Here's the thing, though. But is does, eighth grade, yeah. I got to this part where he, she like goes over to the friend's house for like the pool party. Yes. And she's just so awkward. Yes. I had to stop watching it because yes. it gave me a panic attack. I, I had to call oh. my friend and be like, listen, girl. Totally understand. I can't deal with this right now. Um, yeah. And maybe I'll return to it when I'm like a mentally stable person, but I'm unhinged and I can't, yeah. I can't deal with that. Yeah. We could do a whole episode on that movie, but yeah. It, no, that, that movie, actress, that movie, phenomenal. Oh yeah, she's great. And I don't know what else she's done, but she was like 15 at the time, 14, yeah, 15 she, years old. She was like playing herself. Yeah. And it was so, it yeah. was so cringeworthy yeah. on purpose that I just had to watch. It was so yeah. relatable and it was so hurtful to me. Yeah. I could not take it. I, I, I'm so happy that you like that movie because I think I got Olivia to watch it and she said it was okay. But I think, I think if, if kids watched it, they would, if they really watched it, they'd be like, that's a little bit like me um, or a lot like me. It was a lot like me. I was in that movie basically and I didn't like it because yeah. it gave me a panic attack. Dad, it was basically a horror movie. I couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> the father was like me. That, that's I why could that. anyways, I could see yeah. that being true. Yeah. 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 Anyways, I don't know how we can connect Bo Burnham um, to that's just I'm going to leave that in there it? because I just, I <laughs> I had to leave a mental note because Emma told me, right. talk about inside for just a few minutes. So that was what, that was what it is. We just did okay. that. Definitely okay. watch it. It was good. Anyways, um, back to okay. anime. Pick a different, I'm done so with at, Attack on, Attack on Titan is a lot of Move on there. Characters. We've been talking about that one for too long. Yeah, yeah, Attack on Titan. Let me just say this though. <laughs> I, I, compared to Death Note, I don't think Attack on Titan's dialogue is that good. Like it's, mm. It's 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 kind of overwritten, and that, that's true even of Demon Slayer a little bit. And I'll give examples of that in Demon Slayer because I actually watched watched the first couple episodes of Demon Slayer the series last night again, <laughs> and, and the last couple episodes wow. where they introduced the uh, the um, the 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 demons basically the the lower and higher that scene was great. Anyway, my favorite arc Demon of the Slayer. entire series was them in the woods with the spider people. That was my favorite. Yeah, right. Yeah. So okay, so Attack on Titan, but I don't think the dialogue is that good. It's 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 it's, and I tried both. I I did the Japanese with the subtitles. So let me just say this in general, and this is true for Cowboy Bebop too, which we're about to get to. Cowboy Bebop and, and some of these other ones. If you put the English translation on the dubbed, the dialogue is way better. Like like when it's done well. Like uh, that's true of that's true of Death Note and of Cowboy Bebop at least. In other words, if you watch the original Japanese, there's a lot of people that say, "Oh, I can't, I can't turn the dub on. I got to watch." Emma was that way. I got to watch the original Japanese because you are hearing the original actors, but reading those subtitles, in some cases, they're it's horrible. unbearable. They're horribly written. They're horribly written. But uh, the good translated ones, like Cowboy Bebop and Death Note, once I, about halfway through Death Note, I was liking it, but once I turned on the English dub. I liked it even more mm -hmm. because it, 
the dialogue was rewritten, like how an American would sort of say things, at least for us, like it just, just the words were better. Well, right? That's all the I reason say. for that is because so. you were saying how the title Attack on Titan versus, what'd you call it? It was yeah. like Titans are coming forward. The, what'd you say? The advancing, yeah, yeah the, the advancing, advancing giants. The advancing giants. That's what they, so that's just the direct yeah. translation. So the subtitles are a direct translation, right. which make it sound wonky. Whereas the dub is yeah. often, often the voice actor, more it's more natural because yeah. they, they do right. it where like it's natural for people to, to speak it. Um, even exactly. though the voice acting for dub, I feel like is often, I feel like the voice acting is worse, but the words Sometimes. are better. So you, you got to pick your poison. There's only so much you can do. I, I agree. Attack on Titan, the, the English dub, the acting is not that good, but the writing is better. It's so weird. I, I wish, I wish Attack on Titan had the people behind Cowboy Bebop doing the voice acting and the English translation, because I think I would like Attack on Titan even more. But anyways... Um, so enough of that one, but there's a lot. I to know it. nothing about uh, Cowboy Bebop. Never watched it. No, nothing. So you can. Well, we can we can jump to Cowboy Bebop. I mean, Neon Genesis Evangelion is the next one I was going to talk s- with. That's never more of a seen 90s. that one either. Yeah, it's a mecha story, so it's huge robots, but it's very well, I deep. Watched, so I watched watch the trailer of it, but yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of male gaze <laughs> in Neon Genesis. I know you were texting too. me all about that, and I was and, like, I can't deal with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so literally there's shots in Neon Genesis. So Neon Genesis Evangelion is a little creepy in the Ooh. sense that it's a, it's a, uh, it's a 14 year old boy, Shinji. He's recruited by his father into this shadowy organization called Nerve to pilot an Eva, an Evangelion robot to do battle with these giant alien robots called angels. <laughs> so it's robots and robots. You know, there's a lot of those where there's big, huge robots battling each other. So this is another one in that genre, but it's it's I think it's probably considered better than average mm-hmm. uh, for it. But the creepy part is <laughs> he I guess he loses his mother, his mother. He sees his mother dying as a child. He gets taken in. So he's going to work for this company. His father recruits him. He's like, no, you're going to work for me, but you're going to live here. And he lives with this beautiful 20 something commanding officer oh, uh, that works for this company named Misato. But she's not interested in him at all. You but know, I'm guessing she, he's it, pining it, it, for her the whole time. She's like uh no but it's the way it's filmed so this is where male gaze comes into it's neither so the kid is a little embarrassed you know so they're not showing it from the kid's perspective whoa this hot 25 year old and same with the 25 year old the 25 year old is not looking at the 14 year old going oh this hot 14 year old that's not happening that's illegal but well i know (laughs) but i'm saying neither of those are happening what's happening is it's more directed at the audience so so, like, for example, she sits down in the car. She, or she's, she's, he's driving, I, guess, I don't know how he's driving, he's 14. Anyways, they're both sitting in the car. But the way they, they did the camera, so to speak, there's no camera. It's like it's almost looking up her dress. For us, like the kid is not looking up the girl's dress. That we are. is what they would call. That's, that's male gaze. That's, that's less <laughs> male gaze. See, I know you're talking about that's less male gaze. It's, it's male gaze from the perspective of the camera, from, uh, for us. That's what they call like, they're, um, fan service. It's fan service. Okay. They okay. do that yeah, yeah, because yeah. Agree. people are perverted and they want viewership. Well, <laughs> sex sells. Yeah, sex yeah, sells. Sex there sells. you go. I mean, there is a... So Neon Genesis has a lot of that, and it's kind of interesting. This is where male gaze is kind of interesting, because there's multiple aspects of male gaze. There's the characters themselves interacting, and then the filmmaker, obviously preoccupied with sex, not necessarily even to show us, per se, maybe, and then the filmmaker showing stuff like that 
to get us going, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a cartoon, so you know, I I'm, I'm I'll be honest with you, I'm not really turned on by cartoons. Yeah, it's um, but it's <laughs> interesting because a lot of people are, a lot of people are, and so a, a lot I of I did these, psychology uh, research on it because I myself yeah. have been known to. I can find fictional characters attractive. And so I did psychology research on it because the brain cannot, once you like become attached to the character, the brain cannot differentiate them from a real person or not, because it's a real voice, real dialogue, real emotion, but it's just a drawn person. So the actual brain cannot differentiate. That's why like I'll be watching something and Mm -hmm. it's a cartoon. I'm like, why is that animated person kind of looking fine right now? (laughs) Like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I, I understand that. I mean, I, I'm, I guess I'm lying a little bit because, you know, yeah. They, I mean, they, they drew Wonder animation, Woman. Think about Wonder you, Woman back in the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could draw things that are like, you know, way more beautiful than what real life is. Yeah. I mean, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand. But but it's interesting, though, just some of those scenes in Neon Genesis. They're playing with the fact that it's, they're you know, they're praying to our quote unquote purient interests, meaning, you know, the, yeah, the, the hypersexual stuff is a 14 year old and a 25 year old totally illegal but yet they're showing camera angles that are saying like what you know there's some dynamic going on here but it's more directed at the audience it's kind of interesting they just kind of you assume know, that uh, you're going to have male gaze creepy <laughs> right exactly so yeah I, and i even i sent you some text of uh some of that kind of stuff like well in in the middle of death note there's some of that like the, the girl answers the door and these older gentlemen are there. Oh, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's well, funny. cause Misa, Misa always was dressed up, man. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Misa. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're, it's some of it's for humor too. You know, they're just playing into that. It's not just for sex, so to speak, cause some of that kind of stuff is also funny, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then there's Cowboy Bebop, right? So Cowboy Bebop uh, was actually an older manga, 97 to 98. I know you haven't seen any of it. Um, written by Hajime Yatate, and uh, and which actually, sorry, Hajime Yatate is a made up name. It's basically the entire, just like Demon Slayer, Hajime Yatate is the entire animation staff of Sunrise, the company Sunrise. So they had the whole company so, working on it that time, then I guess. Yeah, they made up a fake name though. It sounds like one guy, Hajime Yatate, but that's the entire Sunrise animation <laughs> staff. And Sunrise did a lot of titles. Gundam is a real popular one. Space Runaway Edian. And they, the manga was illustrated by Kane Kuga. And then later by Yutaka Nante. The anime came out in 98. So shortly after the manga, they, they cranked out 26 episodes, 26 episodes of Cowboy Bebop, the anime. And and I put a comment here. It's my favorite and best written of the anime I've watched so far. Because I, I just like it. You know, it's, it's uh, Bounty Hunters in Space. Mm-hmm. But it's very adult. There, there's, there's no kid that's like the main character. There kind of is because there's a character that they meet up with. But it's very much Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like a ragtag bunch of. It's four people and a dog. You know, well, there's always, so there's it's, always it's a, a mix. Yeah, there's a, well an animal of some kind, but it's a dog, and he's supposedly a, a very. Um, he's a very smart dog, but the dog doesn't really enter to, too much. But um, they call him a data dog. Uh, but it's Spike Siegel. The characters are Spike Siegel, who's this like just kind of cool-looking dude, you know, thinner. And then Jet Black is this real big dude, so he'd be like for Guardians of the Galaxy, he'd be the what's the big guy in Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, Drax. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, so it's equivalent. And then Faye Valentine is she's a she's the sexy female of, of the group. She's a compulsive gambler and con artist though. She'll she'll <laughs> she she has this there's this one scene in Cowboy Bebop where she she tries to get the uh, the um, the jet black guy. The jet black guy also wants to kind of win at gambling and stuff like that. But she's always fooling him. And she rolls this dice, and she it's fake dice. She can always get it to come up snake eyes or whatever she wants, you know. And so he does odds or even. Okay, odds. She says, are you sure? Even. No, odds. Yeah, I'm sticking with odds. And so she rolls a two, of course. But she does it on purpose, so he loses. You know, Classic. little things like that. But, yeah, but, there, but it's all what's cool about Cowboy Bebop for me. It's not a 26 episode story. <clears throat> Sorry, I lost my voice there. It's <laughs> all it's all self-contained individual episodes. You know, you kind of get little pieces of the characters along the way, kind of like the way old shows used to be. Oh, so they're just independent of each other. Yeah, what do they call it? Episodic or what's the word for um, that? Where it's, uh, I don't know. I just think of them uh, independent. An anthology. It's more like an anthology. Yeah. Did series, you ever watch you know? um, Black Mirror? Yes, like Black Mirror. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Black Mirror is awesome. Yeah, I love Black Mirror. Very much like that. Although, although Black Mirror is totally different, different characters. characters every time. I guess I should say, well, because yeah. there's also, but then there's also the version of like American Horror Story, which is the same cast, but different yeah. characters played by the same people in a different yeah. story. So like, there's all different ways that you can yeah. do it. Well, I, I'd go back further. It's like Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trek is all the same characters, but you got different stories every time. But, but, but along Star Trek, just like Cowboy Bebop, you learn different things about these characters and their backgrounds. And they flash back, and you hear you hear things about their background, where they came from. Spike meets someone from his past in an episode. You know, it's very well done. I mean, it's it's it, the writing is just really really good. Like the dialogue is really good. And in fact, I wouldn't like Cowboy Bebop as much if I just watched the original Japanese and read those subtitles because the subtitles again are clunky. You get the story. My friend Jonathan from work, he he actually has never up to this point. I don't know if he has now because I told him the other day, you should turn on the English dub because it's great. And then he conferred with his friend Carlisle and Carlisle said, yep, Steve's right. The dub of Cowboy Bebop is one of the best dubs of any anime. Both these guys are really versed in in uh, anime. But, but Jonathan's only watched Cowboy Bebop with the Japanese and he still loves it. That's how good it is because hmm. it's even better with the dub, I think. But well, uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, a new Cowboy Bebop that's coming in the fall. So that's, that's kind of interesting. But, um, okay, now let's talk about Parasite, because that one we both know. Yeah, I watched that over, I watched that last Christmas, because um, my cousin Cameron told me to watch it, and um, I really yeah. liked it. I had a little bit of difficulty with it in the beginning, because I felt that it was yeah. kind of, it felt slow, and like it wasn't going anywhere. It just felt like, just really weird. Right. So Parasite basically is, there's this alien creature um, that yeah. comes down and is supposed to possess the brain, supposed to uh, take over the mm -hmm. brain of a, a human and become their host. But this yeah. uh, particular parasite has some difficulty and ends up just getting to his brain. Yeah, doesn't doesn't quite like he doesn't quite or he sneezes it out or something. And the point is, yeah. the parasite then only takes over a hand, not a brain. So it's yeah. only the host of a hand. Just his hand. Just a hand. Yeah. So he's a totally normal guy. <laughs> But with a super alien hand. <laughs> but the hand has a personality too. Yeah, well, the, the hand took over, or the, the parasite took over the hand as its own being, basically. Like, it, like the hand speaks yeah. as its own person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, they, what do they call him? Wait, does, At, they call, what's the name of the thing? They said Migi. Uh, Migi. Oh, yeah, yeah, Migi. They, yeah, that's his name. He says, My name is Migi. Migi's he name of the hand. He tells him his name. Yes. <laughs> 
or the creature is and what, I yeah, thought, over the hand. I thought Parasite, even though it was pretty serious and slow, I thought it was funny. I thought like for okay, so one of the funny parts that was like a tongue in cheek yeah. thing was, for example, like so he's a teenage boy and the Parasite took over a hand. The boy goes to the bathroom yeah. and he's he's peeing. Yeah. You then hear the alien yeah. say like some phallic stuff about his you know, his low, like, <laughs> and I thought that yeah, was funny because so, it's like, of, yeah. of course that would be a really oh, yeah. awkward situation. You have an alien right near yeah. your junk. <laughs> well, just having a cartoon show someone going to the bathroom, you know, you're not watching Disney. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And that's And then funny. to have you the know, alien that's, that's speak where... about his, like, his, like, on a TV show. I don't yeah. know, Can I say penis on a podcast? Yeah. I don't know if I can say penis. Yeah. Well, I, I think we did before <laughs> with the previous episode. But anyways, um, but yeah, but the thing is with the parasite, there's other parasites, and he has to kill them. Yeah, you know, like they're, they're they kill each other. I guess they're they're not friendly. It's like a to survival of the fittest type of thing. So it ends up being yeah. the the odds are against them because the other parasites aren't as they they actually have a host like they have a brain. Right. Whereas this parasite just has yeah. the hand. But it was yeah. a, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that one I liked a lot. Uh, it was almost more um, horror comedy. But then there is aspects of relationship. Like he's interested in this girl, and it was and it was serious, and it was right. like had romance, and then it had like it had like even some like sexual innuendos and jokes and stuff, right. and like yeah. yeah, yeah, it was a really yeah. well rounded anime. So that's Parasite with a Y, so P A R A S Y T. Yeah, not Parasite and like actually, a movie by um, what, what's his by, name? Uh, yeah, the Korean the Korean director. Yeah, not not Parasite the yeah. Korean movie. Parasite with a Y the anime. Yeah. That won Best Picture a couple years ago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, Chloe Zhao won, your namesake, won Best Picture for, um, uh, was it, what was the movie called? Um, oh, Nomad, Nomadland. Nomadland. Uh, which I haven't seen still. I yet. haven't seen I it either. I'm upset. I love Francis Pippen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's only the second female director to win. Uh, Man. I think maybe the third or fourth to be nominated, but only the second one to win because uh, the only other one to win was, what's her name, uh, for, um, oh, shoot. She was married to James Cameron. <laughs> Uh, uh, I can't remember her name now. It was a war movie. Anyways, that was the first Well, the Oscars need to get together because ago. women need to win more. This is discrimination. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, but it's about women are making great films too. You know, yeah. Women, so, I mean, women are making yeah. great films. Yeah. Um, right. Greta right, Gerwig right. is one of my favorite female directors. Oh, she yeah. She did, you know, yeah, Frances Ha, Little Women, Lady Bird. Little Women. Love her. Little Women. Lady Bird. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so Parasite, and uh, you know, I didn't give who wrote the manga and all that, but that's actually an older one. Manga, the manga came out eighty eight to really? ninety five, so it actually started. In, the anime's in the pretty 80s. new. Yeah. The, so apparently, they didn't want to make an anime out of it. Maybe they just didn't know how to, and then they didn't make that until two thousand fourteen. So the the manga is old, eighty eight to ninety five, like almost thirty years old. Um, but yeah, so it's t just twenty four episodes. It's called Parasite: The Maxim. Yeah, I don't know what the Maxim part is. I never, <laughs> I don't know. The original Japanese name for that, literally translated, is parasitic beasts. Parasitic beasts. But they decided to cut off the beasts and make it just parasite with a Y, though. Maybe, like you said, not to be confused with the parasite. Maybe, I like I the beasts though. They should have. Oh no, that's that. not true. I know parasite, parasitic beasts. But actually, the man, the anime came out before Parasite the movie, so I just decided to put a Y on it. But uh, yeah, you summarized that very well. So that's I didn't have to read all it. He does have a love interest though, and the, and so that's kind of interesting because he's trying to hide his parasite, and and you know he's just. It's hard to go on dates with your girlfriend when your hand is talking to yourself. Right, and it's kind of a metaphor for coming of age, you know, uh, 
that's why a lot of these teenage uh, 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 protagonists go through all these issues because they're going through issues in real life. Like people, teenagers go like what, like what you're dealing with right now, just trying to become an adult and all that kind of stuff. I'm having major issues. <laughs> all right. So guess what? Now we're all, we're almost at Demon Slayer. It's been an hour and a half. Jeez. The last one we're going to talk about it is, well, it's Hey, Hey, uh, hi, yeah, Haiku. That's talk about okay. Haiku. The, the volleyball the anime. People make fun of, okay. It's my favorite anime, which is why I'm shocked to say this, but it's kind of like a long yeah. version uh, I've seen the whole thing four times. Yeah. I've seen it twice dubbed, twice subbed. Four times, because yeah. I, it, at this point, the anime, yeah. it's one I put on in the background because it's kind of become a comfort show to me because I've seen it so many times. Yeah. But yeah. the right. basically, it's just about a volleyball team and they try to rise through the ranks and you know they're trying to win the title. But it's kind of like that one scene in... Uh, what's that Tom Cruise movie? Top Gun? It's kind of like that one scene in Top Gun. But, oh, but Top Gun. of the men okay. playing volleyball. It's kind of like that, but it's an anime. <laughs> From an American perspective, it's weird to see guys loving volleyball so much because in America right now, that's a girl's sport. Yeah, but sport. in Japan, I think maybe that's that what he's getting really at. It's, it's thing, huge, yeah. and that's why Japan probably destroys us in in men's volleyball. We do have a men's team, but we're probably not that good because in Japan, that's part yeah, of their culture. Volleyball. But I love you know? the I, the characters it, are all yeah, really volleyball. well written. Like each character on the team is very like well-written yeah. and moving and you really the reason one of the reasons why i like it is because it's not really they're not like a team it's more like a family and i just find that anime really comforting but it is yeah. one of my favorite ones because it's funny and it's cool but it's interesting that i love that one because i hate watching sports in real life but that's that's sports yeah anime. you're not you're, you're not necessarily a fan of you're not a fan of volleyball. No, I've never. I know. I didn't even before I watched it. I didn't even yeah. know the rules of volleyball. I've never watched volleyball, but someone told me to watch <laughs> yeah. that, and I was yeah. like, okay. And then I um, loved yeah. it, so I've seen it four times. Yeah. Well, what I appreciate about it is I didn't know anything about volleyball until about six years ago when Olivia mm -hmm. started playing volleyball. That's her sport. So from seventh grade all the way through senior of of high school, she made the varsity team as a freshman. I mean, she mm -hmm. was that good, and she was one of the best on the team. Played it for six years, so I learned the sport of volleyball. And so high Q is very technical. Like they get their volleyball right. I mean, I think there's maybe a little bit of Japanese spin on it because they don't. There's certain things they don't mention, but it's the same kind of rules. And it's all well, accurate. I've as far actually as I watched know, it. As far as People I have taken episodes and scenes and put them beside. Yeah. Like they'll they'll take a scene and put it side by side a real life match, and then they actually oh, okay. um that's very accurate. They'll. The, the way they draw it yeah. is, is very much how it looks like in real life. All of their moves yeah, and the stuff, physical, all their physical, they, they do it right. Like. Yeah. They show you. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate there's a lot of infighting on the team, and, and the, the main characters are going from middle school to high school, so there's that whole, they're kind of afraid. They're, they're dealing with those kind of emotions, I think, in a, in a realistic way. Even though it's Japanese, like, it, it, it to me, it matches what I have noticed in American volleyball, you know, with the girls. I mean, you know, going from middle school to high school. Okay, well, let's talk about Demon Slayer now. <laughs> Finally. So, I know, start with the series. So Demon Slayer, actually, the full title is Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaba. Yaba? Um, How do you say I have it? no idea. Kimetsu no Yaba, and Kimetsu no Yaba means Blade of Demon That's Destruction. That's pretty cool. That's a pretty fire title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so the movie actually has two colons in it. It's Demon Slayer it's colon, Train or whatever. Kimetsu, no, 
Kimetsu no Yaba, colon, Mugen, Mugen train. train. Mugen is the ja Mugen, Mugen is the Japanese word for infinity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity. So it's in Infinity Train. Yeah, so that's the movie. But let's talk about the series, because I actually watched the first episode again last night, really paid attention, and then um, watched a couple episodes. But I watched the whole first season. Well, the whole there's only one season. And you've I've seen, seen the whole it, first season you know? in the movie. Um, opinion on... You know, like the the leader of all the demons. What is his name? Yeah, uh, the Michael Michael, Michael Jackson. Michael he Jackson, sort of yeah. looks like Michael Jackson, <laughs> and I'm like, did the creators yeah. know who Michael Jackson is, yeah. or like, because that's the is, same person? Oh yeah, I think so. He looks a lot like. Okay, so his name is the Demon King is Muzan. Muzan. Uh, if none of you Suji, know who we're talking Kibu about, Suji. look up the Demon Slayer. Um, what'd you say? For yeah, the Demon look, King. Oh, Muzan, M-U-Z-A-N. Muzan, Demon him. Slayer. He looks like him. Michael it's Jackson. definitely an animated yeah. version of Michael Jackson, and it was very shocking. He even has a fedora with, like, a blade on it. So, like, that was yeah. pretty cool. He wears a suit. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, in the series, but, but, but like, in the movie, because, wait, is oh, wait is he in the, is he the one at the no. end of the movie? Or. Oh, that's. That, that's an up one. Well, Emu is the Akaza. You're right. Yeah, the Yakuza. I was the Yakuza is a different thing than uh, that guy is. Uh, Akaza, I guess. Akaza is, anyways. The okay. So Demon Slayer of the series. So, um, so yeah. Uh, so well, let me just let me just say that. So it's set in the Teijo Teijo era of Japan. So it's I literally the it, story it's of Demon Slayer is actually. Taisho, sorry, he, right. says taisho. It, he says it. He says it in every a, episode. He's like the Taisho, taisho. era. La 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 la. Taisho, like, sorry, yeah, yeah, Taisho. Which is actually from 1912 to 1926. Hmm. So it's early 20th century, and um, so the main character's name is Tanjiro, tanjiro Kamado. I know it's Tanjiro uh, Kamado. You know what's interesting though? Kamado. Sometimes they call him it's Kamado. 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 Sometimes they refer to him as Kamado Tanjiro. Sometimes they refer to him as Tanjiro Kamado. You well, isn't know it why? in Japanese culture? You isn't the why? last name the first? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think the way the American is translated, sometimes they mix it up because for us, first name is first, last name is last in the surname. In Japan, the surname is first, the first name is last. Yes. So. It's confusing, but I'm thinking his first name is Tanjiro, but that might be his last name. But I think that's his first name, Tanjiro. I don't know. They just call him Tanjiro. But but listen to the premise of this for those that don't know this. So it's set in the Tanjiro. How you say it? Tanjiro. Tanjiro Arab. So teenager Tanjiro has his life upended when his entire family is killed, except his sister, who is bit by a demon. And the demon is basically an American equivalent of zombies, except they can talk. <laughs> and they're very aggressive. They're very they intelligent, quick. though, you know, they're for like, the most part. And they're intelligent. Yeah, they're intelligent. So bit by a demon, his whole family is killed. And you find out the demon is actually the head demon. Muzan is the one, the Michael mm -hmm. Jackson character. It's the one that actually killed, killed them. And so he goes on a journey to be trained. And he joins this demon slayer corps that's been going on for apparently centuries, I guess. Uh with his muzzled sister, uh, Nusko, Nusko, it's spelled Nuzuko, Nuzuko, but he kind of leaves out that middle syllable. He always says Nusko. I say, I just say Nezuko because that's how it's Nezuko. spelled. But... but the way he says it is Nusko, Nusko, like it's just yeah. two syllables. But um, he puts Nusko, he puts a like a, 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 
a Hannibal Lecter kind of bamboo like a muzzle muzzle in his in her mouth. And the first episode is the, the first episode is great because he doesn't know what's going on. It's like uh, and then he just learns what a demon is. He didn't know what demons were, you know. And 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 uh, his sister never tries to bite him, but kind of jumps on him. So, and um, but yeah, she's totally she could totally kill him. Yeah, she's you know? a really big demon. But, yeah, but she still has sort of self control. There's a self control aspect to her. I mean, because she could rip that she muzzle. Could. Off if she could. She wanted to, is unique in the fact that um, basically Tanjiro and Nezuko have a really strong uh, sibling relationship that like honestly saves both right. their lives because yeah. like save both their lives because yeah um nezuko is able to hang on to a little bit of humanity and and maintain like right humility as well as tantra yeah. is able to still have a sister yeah so he builds her a box so he's used to carrying heavy stuff on his back because his job I he guess was a wood hauler wasn't he like teams. carried wood yeah charcoal charcoal, charcoal. So he, he would sell charcoal. He would take all this charcoal. I guess they made charcoal. He would take it into town and sell it. And then that's that's how he would help support his family. So, you know, back in the day, like Little House in the Prairie, they put the kids to work at like, you know, <laughs> yeah. 10 or whatever. <laughs> Although he's like 16, I think, or something like that, maybe. Six, I don't know. That's what I would say about 16. I don't think they ever say I don't his think age. They have but, uh, so, so he's used to carrying heavy things on his back. So he thinks, I'll just carry my sister on, on, on my back. So he makes this bamboo wooden box and it, it, this, the, the first episode is kind of funny because uh he says get into that box and then she just gets in it but she can't really fit in it and he's like no no you need to like make yourself small like you used to like he's trying to drum up memories of when she used to be able to you know, like play around and stuff and then she figures it out she gets down in the box and then he puts it on his back like a backpack and he can he carries that's got a way. I mean, even though she's small, he's got to have about a hundred pounds at least. I mean, I don't back. know because Nezuko, with her with her newfound demon powers, she's able to shrink down, you know, because she can also make herself she can make maybe, herself large too. So if she shrinks down, it's just like the size of like a toddler, yeah, right, yeah. She's got this enormous, like, you know, teeth yeah. that can just destroy you. But but then you, you meet characters along the way, uh, I, 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 uh, uh, uh Inosuke, Inosuke, Inosuke. The, the, the boar. <laughs> I can't even say it right. No, but it looks like Inosuke. Yeah, it's it's Inosuke. spelled weird, but it's it's pronounced Inosuke according to the I mean Inosuke. TV or whatever. Yeah, and and he's just like he's very loud, impulsive. You know, he gets angry. Is that the yellow one? That's the yellow guy, right? No, the boar, the oh, boar mask. He's boar the mask is Inosuke. Okay, so Inosuke the has the boar mask, and Zenitsu or whatever. Right. Zenitsu. Zenitsu yeah. Is the very emotional? He's, he's very emotional. Favorite. He cries, he cries and complains all the time. Yet he's a great fighter too. So, it's so weird. That character, there's a character <laughs> in all yellow who's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be comic yeah. relief, but I found him so annoying because he was yeah. over the top. He is pretty annoying, and he's annoying in the movie. But you know what? In the movie, he kind of made me laugh a few times. I so like that he's always trying I, to go after Nezuko, though. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's his thing. Is that well, he just. Well, they meet him. I think it's about episode seven or eight or something like that. They meet him. Uh, Chandro meets him along the road, and he's 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 wanting to marry this girl that he just met. <laughs> and the, the girl just said, you know, like I guess he helped her, or he picked up something for her that she dropped. I don't know. And then he's like, "Oh, you like me? Let's get married." <laughs> he wants to just get. He wants to get married to her, he's and he crazy. just met her. And yeah, yeah, he's crazy. But it's it's, I guess it's kind of the. It's the uh, the the sort of the, the there isn't much romance in Demon Slayer. That's you know 
that's one aspect of the show that's a, a well, bit juvenile, you know, but it's, it's because it's not about that. It's not about romantic relationships. It's kind of making fun of them with having that character who's just falling in love with girls and he loves the Nusuko, most romantic yeah, relationship so. is between Tanjiro and Inosuke, the boy with the boar head. Did you ever catch on to that? Oh, oh, yeah. Tanjiro, I think it's Wait, really interesting uh, because Tanjiro's character is never said or alluded, like, he's never said that he's not a straight male and neither is Inosuke. But oh, with the writing, okay. they very subtly, Tanjiro, if you go back and watch, flirts with Inosuke constantly. And that's the only time you ever see okay. Tanjiro experience any form of attraction or anything is towards a male character, which is interesting because he, so yeah, it's interesting because queer, queer theory reading yeah, that you can it's do. It's interesting because yeah. he is the <laughs> male, he's yeah. a male character and he's the lead and often male characters and leads are not, are they're not usually not queer, but he, uh, Tanjiro, yeah. I do not think is straight because he hits on, uh, Inosuke. Well, I can see that because there's no like there's definitely no heterosexual uh, 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 there's no heterosexual leanings at all mm -hmm. in Tanjiro. He's he's not this girl is hot. No, there's none of that. But he meets he meets Inosuke and then I remember the first yeah. thing he said he was like you are a very strapping young man and he's just like you are very gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, well he's got oh and Inosuke's got a huge like you know a twenty five year old's yeah. chest. I mean. You know, like he's built, yeah. you know, like he's and been Tandro, working the out, first time you, know, you see and... Tandro show any emotion of like <laughs> romance, he's it's towards a male. And I thought that was very, very brave, very bold of the okay. writers. I love that they did that. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that because, like I said, there's no there's no heterosexual mm -hmm. leaning at all. So what's left? I mean, you know, they just yes. they made it very they made it very yeah, ambiguous, you know, very like you can just say it. Yeah, it's ambiguous, I like, I like yeah. that about that because it right. just like made it kind of part of his character without yeah. it being a deal. Right. And and for me, uh, I, I don't like Demon Slayer as much as like Cowboy Bebop. And, and the reason is I love the characters. I love the world. Some of the stuff. The art style to me is gorgeous. Some of the. Yeah. Yeah. The look of it is interesting. Some of the dialogue is not yeah. very good. And in fact, I for the first the first episode, I turned on the English dub to see if they did it better. And they they really did it. I should get my phone because uh, I, I actually wrote down a couple things of what in the first episode there's a couple lines in there just made me laugh uh let me let me let me find that let's see here um so so two, two lines so okay so and, and this is subtle but um this is in the first like three minutes of the first episode tanjiro goes to his uh sister who's carrying the baby brother and the the sister says to him the baby brother misses dad since he passed away. Like she didn't need to say to him, he, he misses dad since he passed away. That's an example of bad writing because that's what's referred to as expository, excessive expository oh. writing. He's, in other words, she's, she's telling us our dad passed away. But that's not that's considered bad writing. You don't. You know, say it I like know that. what you're talking about because like, Tanjiro will often say something you know like, I mean? "I'm going to chop this demon's head off with my oh. sword," oh, and well, it's like, "Yeah, of course exactly, you are." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that's more obviously bad. Like, like so. This is what this is what's interesting about Demon Slayer is that um, you know, of course, the world I love and everything. There's many things about it I love, but the manga it makes more sense that a character would have internal dialogue. 
you know, and you print that, you know, in a bubble, yeah. you print that. And books have that, right? Novels have internal dialogue all the time, characters thinking stuff. But when you when you translate a book to a movie, you generally do not have any internal monologue. You don't have a character walking around and you hear their thoughts as they're walking around in the movie. It's just clunky. Yeah. It's 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 considered bad bad writing for a film. Demon Slayer doesn't Demon care. Demon Slayer about says that. we're they, going to be projecting all of your thoughts <laughs> outward all the time, twenty four seven. There will be no peace yeah. and quiet. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's okay, except what he says is kind it's of redundant. Clunky. Like what you the example you get, it's redundant. Like he's picking up a sword and he goes, "I think I'm going to pick up the sword now." And he goes to pick it up. It's like we didn't <laughs> need to hear you say, "I'm picking up the sword." Just pick up the sword. We can see it. <laughs> I so, anyways, yeah. I do find so that. So the very sister annoying. says she goes. She goes to Tanjiro. He misses dad since he passed away. He, she could have just said he misses dad, and then we wouldn't have known why. And then in the course of the episode, you or find out he's dead later. We, we, yes. And then the other one that really cracked me up, that reminded me of something from the movie Airplane, <laughs> was when when Tanjiro realizes that Nizuko is a demon, but he he wants to you know not believe it, and he goes, and he goes, Nizuko, Nuzuko is a demon? That's impossible. She has been a human since the day she was born. She has been a human since the yeah, day no she was shit, born. She's been like, you know, that's called bad writing. I'm sorry. I love I loved aspects of Demon Yeah, Slayer. I really I do genuinely love the but anime, that, but that's hilarious. That is, that's, bad, that's bad writing. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's just examples. I, 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 you know, all the Demon Slayer people who are listening to this now are going, oh, come on, come man. on. Yeah, you're making fun of it. Yeah, I am a little bit. Yeah, it's I am fun. making fun of it. And I also, I can make fun of it and also really love it. But yeah, there is a lot of internal monologue. Which is fine because it's easy to follow. Then we actually can follow what's going on. But but but, I almost feel like it's put in there for the little kids to make sure they're following it. You know what I mean? You and I are following it fine. Yes, I can make fun of something so, and yeah. really love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, me too. Like watching those episodes of Demon Slayer again, I actually liked it even more. Even though I also found stuff to not like <laughs> yeah. about it more. It was weird. It was weird because the you know the world is just. Uh, it's a it's very uh well thought out you know it's well thought i can't out, stop thinking so. about that line she's been a human what if they said like i mean because but she's been a human since she was born well of, of course what is why that whole sentence doesn't need to be said i she's mean a human since the ripe age of eight like what yeah, right exactly i think she was since she was born oh wait maybe she wasn't anyway all right, so now we're going to talk about Demon Slayer colon Kimitsu no Yaba colon Mugen <laughs> Train. Two, two colons. That's the name of the. That's the name of the movie. The movie and, is um, multiple so Yeah, so I would call it episode twenty-seven because they basically picked. Honestly, right yeah, up. I was shocked at how just like right like that just snap went right into it. Yeah. Yeah, and I watched the last episode again, and they actually introduced the, the essentially the movie story by saying you're going on a train, and they even reference it as moving mm-hmm. train. So they they totally are just going right into a two hour ver two hour episode. Yeah, it basically of, was just of, like a special a special episode. Yeah, and so the director of Demon Slayer the um, movie is Haruo Sotozaki. And the writer is the entire staff of you. Of Euclid course, they all have the part in it. The even the janitorial staff, staff and, yeah. um, you know, the people that work in the cafeteria. Yeah, they all have part in this movie. There you go. 
Yeah, so the, the basically the, the four characters we, characters we talk about, uh, Tanjiro's the main guy, green and black, that green and black cake. You, I you do. I don't know why. Or... I should be wearing it right now, but the point yeah. is, it is in my dresser yeah. right now. I do have Tanjiro's coat. That's kind of a cool combination of colors, too. You don't see green and black Yeah, it's anywhere. a green and black checkered, um, like a cardigan, basically, yeah. I have, because I did order Tanjiro's coat because I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see red and black, you see orange and black. You never see green and black. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Anyways. <laughs> uh, and then uh, his sister, and then in, in Suke, or however you say it, in, in, in Suke, I can't even say it. Uh, the boar face guy, and then Zenitsu. Inosuke, Watch me be saying it wrong this whole time. Like, I'm so confident. <laughs> Inosuke, but it's funny. I must spell, I must have spelled it wrong, because I spelled it I-N-S-O-U-K-E. I'm pretty sure it's Inosuke, because um, dude would not stop saying it in the show. Yeah, and so then they meet up with, he says it like Neguska, but it, it looks like it's spelled Rengoku. Um, but he says They Neguska. say Rengoku, though, on the show. The f- Rengoku. Yeah. But it sounds like the way Tanj- Tanjiro says it is Neguska. That's what it Maybe sounds he's like just to me. Saying, but I, mean, I honestly don't know. Yeah, they. it's like the way Japanese say some of these syllables is just different than the way we say it. But they meet up with this. He's the flame Ashira. So the Ashira are the elite demon slayers, right? The Hashira. Ashira. That's not right. Hashira. Is it Hashira? Oh, it's Hashira. I think, I think it's Hashira, oh, they, yeah. They, I, okay. But also, I don't know. Again. See, we're Like I said, we were going to mess Japanese. up a lot. It's going to be a whole two-hour yeah. episode of us just cursing so each other saying words. <laughs> at the end of the TV series, they uh, you know meet up with the, they know find out who the Hashira are, and specifically this uh, Naguska or Rengoku, whatever. And the four of them hook up with him because apparently on this train they're potentially killing. Yeah, the people. train has some like murder mystery vibes to it. Yeah, so basically the whole story, except for the very end, basically takes place on this train. So that's very interesting. Like, there's a lot of tradition with films with. Murder on the Oriented Express, and uh, you know movies where it's a moving, moving thing, a train, sometimes planes, but it's a train. The whole story is on the train. That's kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so you said you saw the movie Inception? Yes, right? I did see it. I saw it last year. Chris, no, yeah, and I feel like this movie—they're definitely taking things from Inception, which there's nothing wrong with that. But obviously, they they love that movie because they literally put these characters to sleep i say they it's this demon named emu who's actually a lower level demon but very powerful still lower level but very powerful still and he puts them to sleep by tying these ropes they just look like he's like charmed them or something yeah yeah that's like his power i guess is to uh put put them to i forget what the words are that they use but he puts people to sleep, and then he can get into their dreams. And the The goal is to kill your spiritual core. Yeah, that's some drama right there. <laughs> that's what he says. Yeah, but it's what's what's amazing about the movie in this is in the sense that compared to the twenty six episodes of the, the series, the movie is very expressionistic. Like we're basically in the minds of these characters for many scenes. You know, during mm-hmm. the dreams, basically, and it's interesting. The dreams that they have. So, um, you remember what Tanjiro's dream it's is? It's just he's him and his family. Reunited. It's kind of like he's um, reunited like, with them. Like yeah, they never it's died. Like in Harry Potter, um, the the okay, you know the the mirror that shows you what you want. The oh, okay. mirror yeah. of yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but there's a mirror that shows you what you want. Basically, yeah. this dream was just like 
showing the person what they want to make them compelled to stay in the dream, basically. Um, hey, it's Chloe. I'm editing again, and it was really bothering me that I couldn't remember the name of the mirror. Um, I know it now. It's the mirror of Irised. I'm not really sure why I couldn't remember at the time. But basically, Irised is the word desire backwards, which is what the mirror would show you. It just shows you what you desire, so you would sit in front of the mirror forever and waste away. Which is basically what the villain in Demon Slayer was doing only with a dream state rather than a mirror. But yeah, the mirror of Irised is what I was trying to say rather than just stumbling around there. Anyways, I just had to correct that because it was going to bother me. Alright, um, continue. Right. Which dreams do that. Like, you tend to dream about, if it's a dream as opposed to a nightmare, and then things do turn into nightmares, but it's a dream because, you know, right, it's an idolized uh, version of your life or whatever, like you said. Yeah. So he's reunited with his family, and, and I think, I can't remember if he realizes right away that I, he does, because he's actually, he keeps the sense about him, because when he sees uh, uh, Nosko, Nozuko, he starts to cry, right? Or he sees the family, he starts to cry, and they don't understand why he's crying. Why are you crying? So in the dream, he's got the sense about him that he remembered that they died, but now all of a sudden they're alive, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I don't know about you. Do you have dreams where you, you, you're like, I know this is a dream, but I kind of like it, even though I know it's um, fake, you know what I mean? The only time that I ever really realize it's a dream is whenever it's bad and I got to get out of there. So, no, I do not relate to that. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, all right. I, I, I've been in dreams where at first I think it's real. Like, you know, your mind tells you it's real. Then you realize it's fake. But I'm still in the dream. I'm, I'm okay with it, even though I know it's fake. It's weird. Which is, I guess that's an aspect of lucid dreaming. So that's kind of what this movie is about, is there, there's movies. And, and Inception, Chris Nolan's movie, is about lucid dreaming. So people controlling your dreams, like you yourself controlling your dream. But in Inception and in this movie, it's outside people stepping in and controlling your dreams. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. So Tanjiro's dream, right, is uh, reuniting with his family, you know. And then, do you remember what uh, uh, in, in Nusuke, Nus the boar-faced um, guy, what his dream is? Wasn't his just like a fighting dream? Like, it was just infinite fighting? Yeah, it, actually, that's what made me laugh out loud. When I watched it the second time, his dream was he, he was leading a, a cave expedition for whatever reason. They had him inside a cave, but they had different versions of Tanjiro and... Zenitsu, 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 yeah. I think. Or they Zenitsu, drew him yeah. a little differently. Like they drew him more primitive. Like the actual animators drew them a little more primitive because in in and again this is expressionism. In they were the filmmakers were telling us this is Inosuke's idealized version of himself and how he views these other people. So they're like they're lesser than him. Like he's yeah. he's the strong one and he's in charge. And so they're just following him, even though yeah. Tanjiro, Tanjiro is really the leader, you know, in, in, in reality. Although they're all following the, the uh, flame Hajira in this one. But Tanjiro, of the four, he's the leader. But yeah. it, it was making me laugh because he's like, come on, you. He was calling them underlings, like an English. Yeah. Word, using the word come under, on, you underlings, under, follow me. Underlings, follow me. Like he was in charge. But all, all he was doing is just leading a cave expedition. And I don't know what the point of it was. He's a just little crazy. A, yeah. Just to be there. I remember uh, Zanitsu's dream, though, is yeah. basically just like a date. He's like just trying to get with Nezuko. Yes. In, he's in like, a... he's telling you, I love you so much, Nezuko. <laughs> in a peach orchard. Do you yeah. remember that? It was, 
it was peaches. I just picked peaches, not apples, not, you know, peaches. I don't know what that means, but uh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So that was his dream was, you know, that he, uh, Nesuko just loves him, <laughs> you know, and he just can't believe it. It's, you know, but that's the way dreams work. But so that's kind of interesting. But but what they're trying to do is he's setting them. So the evil guy, Emo, Emu, is setting them up to then send the kids. So each one of those kids that he's controlling that's on the train is sent into, I guess, maybe through that magical rope into their dreams while they're preoccupied with their idealized version of their reality, which is a dream. The kids are in their, in another dimension inside their psyche, trying to get to their spiritual core. Yeah. So the evil guy has, the evil guy has like these henchmen that he sent basically, basically he just like, he promised that these um, these people would get a prize if they obeyed his orders. So they he sent right. these yeah. people into their consciousness to yeah. try and destroy them from the inside. And it was it's very it was a very it was a thinker. Yeah, and he was going to reward them, but I, I I have a feeling he wasn't going to reward them. He was just gonna no kill the rewards. So his everybody. power <laughs> is his power is he can kill you and give you yeah. you'll be stuck in his dream state forever. Oh, and that's he what told it is. Them, yeah. He told them that exactly. he would give them a perfect dream state if he if he if they did that. But something tells Ex- me that, that he was not going to do that. Exactly, which is even more like Inception. So Inception, part of Inception is, in there's a scene in Inception where they go to this area in Japan where all these people are basically constantly dreaming. They're just in a dream state forever. They keep yeah. them asleep forever. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, there's a lot of aspects of Inception that are in this movie, and I wasn't bothered by. It. I didn't consider it a ripoff or anything. It's just they paying homage to that movie you know but doing it in a really more fantastical way because you know again this is spoilers we're giving the whole movie away but it's interesting just to take take ourselves through this movie um so uh so you know in the middle of the film we talk about the middle of the film with godzilla being a significant thing i my film professor from college taught me in the middle of the, film. In the middle of the film is basically when tandra is on this train with emu and they battle that's, oh, you know what? You told me that. So I made a point to look at the direct middle of the film yeah. and I made a point to look at it. And let me yeah. tell you what, though, is yeah. I did that and I don't remember what it was now because it's been forever, yeah. but I did do right. it, but I don't remember okay. it. Yeah, it was it was he was doing the purple tentacles. He was basically becoming the train. Yeah, because that so. you're right, because that opens up the next section of the of the battle where then they're fighting right. the train and less one on one. Yeah, it's like Act Two almost. Yeah, like you said. Yeah, uh, it opens yeah. up a whole separate fighting sequence. But there you go. Anime is really so in 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 fantasy uh, literature and stuff. Modern fantasy literature, there's sort of this this subgenre called Bizarro. It, it's literally called Bizarro. B i z a r r o. And I've read some short stories, but I've never read a full novel of Bizarro. But that's total Bizarro. Like like a a creature uh, decides. I'm going to become a train <laughs> and I'm going <laughs> to know? rule the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so these weird purple tentacles come out and well, he, Tanjiro thinks he cuts his head off. Right. And then the head is lying on the ground because that's the way the demons basically, there's three ways to kill demons. Right. They, uh, you know, and I was reminded of this reading about demon slayer too. Sunlight. Most, sunlight. Cause most of the time they just cut their head off. They decapitation. The other one is sunlight. If, if the demon is a sunlight, so they only work at night essentially. And the third time, third way is they create a poison from a wisteria flower. Remember that? I think that's, oh, in the, yeah. that's in some of the episodes. I guess they realize that there's a poison that comes from this wisteria purple flower that can kill demons or whatever. 
And purple flowers play a role in the movie here and there. So, um, so, yeah, and so, yeah, so then they do decide, they find out that they, how to kill the, the they find the neck bone, right, in the train. Yeah, you gotta, so they've gotta locate the head of the train, which is the engine, basically. Yeah. So they do kill the train, and that's an interesting scene when he finally, so with demons, I guess they just obliterate, and they go, whereas I think there's a heaven thing, kind of maybe with demons, or with demon slayers when they die, I don't know, but there's a lot of spiritual stuff in demon slayer, but it's a little unclear, like they talk about an afterlife, but then they don't. They say, then you're just gone. So, because then I think demons are just gone because they like disappear. Demons are just gone because they sacrificed their afterlife to have okay, that's what it is. their yeah. abilities. To be more powerful on Earth. To be more powerful yeah. on Earth, they sacrifice their yeah. afterlife. Yeah, yeah, so their whole their whole existence is. However, however, for yeah. example, the, the one demon in the arc of the show, uh, in the. The glory after the rain section where remember okay. the woman that was regretful of her decisions if oh, you yeah. are regretful if you're regretful in the end and you feel genuinely bad and a demon slayer takes pity on you and executes you a certain way he actually grants you his afterlife back like the the demon slayer is able to re-grant you your afterlife if he feels that you were forgiving Shoot. yeah a demon slayer okay. can grant you your afterlife like they can give you your afterlife back if they feel that you were genuinely sorrowful in the end okay i see because like remember the one the one uh surrendered and like apologized and explained how regretful she was of her decision to become a demon or whatever and then when he executed her he gave her like yes. the magic rain or whatever right yeah well, um, shoot, I wanted to go through the opening of the film, but this, where, where, what are we at time-wise? Um, two hours. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe I can go through this real fast. I don't know. I, it's, I don't know what you, I, this is kind of, this is sort of something that I, I felt like was going to set it apart from other podcasts going through this, but, you know, I mean, you probably don't even, but what's interesting about how the movie starts, I'll just talk a little bit about it. So yeah, the opening, sh the opening shot in the film. I don't, you probably don't even remember. Isn't it but, in a graveyard? It's not. See, I thought the opening shot was a graveyard. When I saw the film, I thought, oh, that's interesting. When I walked away from the film, I thought the opening shot, it's not. The opening shot is literally blue sky with trees. You can see the blue sky and the forest of trees. But but it's a, the camera is camera perspective is high because it is in the graveyard. But all you see is blue sky and trees. Mm. And so I feel like that, by that opening shot, what the director is saying and the writers is this is a, actually a hopeful movie, even though it's full of sorrow and grief because Tanjiro has to learn how to live with his grief. That's part of the movie is about dealing with grief, right? You know, Basically, there's so yeah. many. How, how did you emotionally feel at the end of this movie? I, mean, I were felt you... pretty sad. I really liked okay. um, what okay. was the what was the fire? The fire guy's name. Yeah. Uh, 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 shoot. <laughs> Just try your best to say it. I'll know what it is then. No, I got to look at it. Rengoku, Rengoku, but he says... Yeah. Nagusuka. Well, Rengoku, Rengoku, whatever his name is, I really yeah. liked him. I thought he was cool. He reminded me a lot of another anime character in a different show I've watched called... Um, he reminded me of a character named All Might in uh, okay. My Hero Academia. But yeah, I felt sad. I wasn't like gut-wrenching like, oh, this movie is so sad. I'm like crying. But it was... I mean, yeah. it was sad. A character dies. 
I, I mean, I was, like, when I saw it, I was, like, I didn't feel a whole lot because the movie was trying so hard. Like, every single character was crying. Every single one. Like, crying, mm-hmm. bawling. And, and you know, to me, I, I, maybe I'm just being, I don't know. To me, um, like, someone who doesn't understand how to do a real emotional scene in a film sees that scene and thinks, that's the way you do it. No, that's not how you do it. In my opinion... You don't have every character crying, bawling their eyes out, which makes the scene sad. That's, that's, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was sad, but then all those characters crying kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, you can't be crying with them. Yeah, yeah, it was over the top. But watching it the second time, it actually made me laugh. There was a scene that's one of the funniest <laughs> scenes in the movie. Is at the very end, you remember an, an, the Boarface guy, he's crying, but he's crying behind the mask. But yeah. he's he's not he's not he's not admitting it at all. He's like, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. They say, what's all those tears coming? He has an explanation for it. That that part was actually really funny. Like because yeah. he well, even he was crying. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's real tough. Well, I would say I would argue that Zenitsu Zanits, is also comic relief, like a different kind. You know, more. Um, he's more makes me angry, and I hate him. He's just he. Ah! You know, he's screaming and they do that background thing where they, they do it in the series and in the film where if a character gets super emotional, they completely remove the background and they just make it be a bunch of lines going up and down. It's a like, bunch of colorful. Yeah. Co- yeah, it's funny. I mean, it's it's that's expressionism right there. You know, like we're, they're drawing attention to the medium. Totally. Like we're, we're removing the background and we're just going to put a bunch of lines in here. And it, to me, it it it, it kind of ruins the emotion in a way because it's it's too over the top. But you yeah, know. but it's funny. It makes me chuckle. But then doing it ten times, you don't you don't laugh. Yeah, after not so much anymore. Not the very second funny. time. Yeah, but but yeah, the opening scene is blue sky and trees. So I put the comment as hopeful. Mm. And 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 it's it's and then you see the names come in. Kaniche. He he's whispering them. You don't know who's saying this, but he says Kaniche, Hideke, Minoru, Maso. Remember those all those names that come up. Mm-hmm. You may not you may not remember that. Then no, I do the camera. It's the dude, it's the one guy who can see. Yeah, it's his name is. Um, so it's one. It's one of the. Uh, what's his name? Oh shoot! He's like a head honcho. Two characters enter. It's, a, yeah, it's um, the man. Um, Amane K- K- Kagaya, Kagaya Ubiyashiki. He's the Demon Slayer Corp leader who has has a scarred face. He's a, he's a Demon Slayer <gasps> core leader. He's the leader, and he's actually he's walking through he's sick but he's not that old you know what i found out he's not that old and she isn't either it's weird he's they blind look old. right and he's got a scar on his face yeah and so but it's very interesting how the whole sequence is filmed because it's so simple like so he shows the trees then the next shot is the gravestones so the tone totally changes it's like we went from a blue sky to 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 uh gravestone but the light is lighting is very interesting because there's dark shadows there's light so there's light coming through to the gravestones it's very interesting how it's not it's not all just dark it's not totally dark and the characters are, are rocking right to left and they're they're being filmed from the left side profile and they're walking real slow so anime is all about you know the filmic technique is all about show the background very little movement you know you're focused on just a couple little things in a lot of the scenes of course a lot of the scenes are real crazy too like when he does his flames and all that but but the two yeah. characters are walking real slow and they show him from a long shot and then they and then there's a medium close shot and they end up closing in at one point they close in on their hands i thought that was really sweet that shot was 
was very well done. The way they're holding hands when they stop, they put their hands like, not how you would hold hands, but like on top, one on top of the other. It was less of, because holding hands like that would be romantic, whereas they were doing more of was, a, uh, right. a sorrowful, like, she's a caretaker of him. you. Yeah. Yeah, she's taking care of him. So it's like she's his nurse almost. Even though I think she's his wife. I put a wife, because that's what I read, that Amane is his wife, but she's actually older than him. I, I read that she's older than him, unless I have the characters mixed up, but I think it's it's Kagaya and Amane, and, and I read that Amane is older than him by like four years. It's weird, because she looks, even though she's got gray hair, he looks like 30 years older than him, than she, than she does. But, hmm. um, but it's interesting, the mixture of shots. I sent you a link to the different... Um, uh, you know, all the different kinds of camera angles that there are, which, you, you know, all that stuff. But it was interesting to read through that because that scene basically shows every camera angle almost that you can think of, you know, medium close. Yeah, it was a pretty, pretty beautiful opening shot. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole scene is a series. It's actually uh, probably 13 shots, but I put 16 because some of them things happen. They stop. He goes Ugh, like he feels something in the stomach or whatever. You don't know what it is that he's he's hurting and she stops. And some of the things he says are very interesting. He says, she says, Master, we should go. It's not good for your health. He's you probably know, slowly camera. dying, you know. Right. And then and then he says, I wonder how long I'll be able to make the trip here. So obviously he comes back to the cemetery frequently. You know, it's like, you know, you're visiting loved ones type thing. But but he's he feels responsible in a way. These are all, I guess, demon slayers that have died in the past, right? That's the way I understand that opening. Probably, yeah, because they become a family yeah. sort of being part of the demon slayer core. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, he says, my children in the Demon Slayer Corps are on the front lines, even as we speak, fighting the demons. That's kind of a on-the-nose line, but, um, yeah, so, you know, just, it's just some of the opening. It, it was a real soft kind of opening, even though it was it was a hopeful opening shot, but then it's all about the cemetery, and it's sad. So he's setting us up where there's going to be some drama going on here where, something sad is going to happen, <laughs> you know, something yeah. sad has already happened. And, and then it ends that way too. But then, uh, so the ending is purple flowers. So it shows the purple flowers. There's a shot of purple flowers, top shot of the stove pond. Then Ka Kagaya and Amani are there again. There's this younger girl there too at the very end. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe their daughter. I don't know. They don't say. And then he finds out that none of the 200 passengers lost their lives. So, so no one actually died on that train. Yeah, because uh, the dude who did die basically sacrificed himself because he was he was making sure right. everybody was safe. Yeah, and uh, and then it's just an extreme close-up profile of Kagaya, and he says, "Soon I'll be joining Regoku and the others in the land of the dead." That's what they, they talk mm -hmm. about the land of the dead, but I guess that's an afterlife. So there is an afterlife for some of these characters, the good characters, basically. Yeah, there's an afterlife so, for demon slayers, but demons do not have it. Yeah. So, yeah, he keeps saying, too, and they do show, uh, then, uh, then it actually switches to Tanjiro. He's on the far right, and then there's a, a profile shot. Then it's he clutches his chest. He's crying. It's much more subtle, though. It, that shot was actually, the, the, the scenes before where they're all just bawling their eyes out was way over the top. But that final scene with Tanjiro, and then he clutches his, his chest. And he just keeps saying, he it sounds like he's saying Naguksa, Naguksa, but he's, I guess he's saying Rengoku, Rengoku, but he says it is Naguksa, Naguksa. You know, that's all he says. So he's just mm -hmm. sad about, about him dying, which is a little weird because it's like, I, I'm surprised they got that attached to him, but I guess they were, 
very enamored by him at the beginning, you know, because he's so great. He's one of the elite demon slayers. And so they felt attached to him right away, you know. So I guess it affect his death affected him. So Yeah. Um, I talked a lot again. So what else do you want to say about Demon Slayer? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like you did really well, which is exciting. I'm glad. The whole reason why I wanted us to cover Demon Slayer is because it was gaining a lot of popularity here in the U.S. And right. um, and it was doing a movie. So that's a whole section of film that you've never covered. And I thought I would love right. to get your perspective on it. So that's the whole reason why yeah. I wanted you to start watching anime was yeah. for this reason. Well, and I never said the word demon to us is, you know, more spiritual, like, uh, you know, a spiritual opposite of an angel. Whereas in Japanese culture, it's more like kind of a, a, a man eating zombie, <laughs> but that can talk and is really intelligent. So I guess there's a little bit of crossover there. It's it's still kind of a demon sort of. But but yeah, I guess, it's you know, now the more I think of it, a demon for Japanese is similar to demon for what we consider demons in America because they have spiritual powers, you know, magical powers, and they're evil. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess it is the same. <laughs> I take everything back. I said, because I was kept saying the demons are totally different in Japanese culture. They're more like man-eating zombies. Well, sort of, except they're smart and they have magical powers. So that's like our demons. So <laughs> I guess it's the same. <laughs> Basically, you just went around in a whole circle but just by yourself. I did. I did. I went around in a whole circle. Um, so, man, you got a lot to edit. I mean. Yeah, I got over two hours to edit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh so let's let's say so what do you want to do for the next episode? You want horror. to do horror? I think we, okay. I think we can, I think we can do horror. Yeah, and we don't have to record it right away, but I, I mean I got time over this weekend if you want to do it. But um but and uh, specifically a quiet place part 2 if you want to do that. So cuz I saw it yeah, and I loved I mean, it. I didn't just, like it quite. Both just saw it, yeah. 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 And so maybe we can record it soon, you know, whenever you are available. So that way we can crank out two episodes fairly quickly. <laughs> yeah. But it's, all, it's all on you. I'll try to edit it and crank it out. It's going to be hard. Yeah. But yeah, I think that, I think <laughs> so, we'll do horror next time. And I'm glad I'm yawning. Ooh, yeah, I know it's late. It was a long episode, but we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you want to sign off? You want to say something so we can. I don't know. Are we know. just ending abruptly? Like that was kind of just. I feel like that was just that's true we never we never really we don't sign off we just i kind of like the informalness it. of it we just end it i mean basically so. what this podcast is you and i just talk for several hours and then i upload it right yeah <laughs> but uh uh yeah so there's a lot of anime to watch so i feel like we, i want to do it i want to do a part two but we'll do it later we'll do it later you know later in the year after we do a few more so, um, if you don't like so, anime and you didn't like how we pronounce stuff, send us hate mail at the film theory oh, yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we're on Instagram. Oh, I want to shout out to a few. So, uh, a couple podcasts, uh, actually one podcast specifically, actually, uh, uh, Jeff Hanshaw and Kim Hanshaw do, uh, um, attack of the 20th century. And it's a really good podcast, film podcast, you know, uh, Similar to ours, it's it's kind of more in depth, you know, and they talk about filmic things, you know, and they actually did a shout out to us on their Instagram. So nice, yeah. So I guess you haven't seen it yet, but you don't get on Instagram all that much. But it's I on the, on the on, film. I don't, I don't get on it. But let me. But while I have you here talking about Instagram, yeah. let me tell you: when you reply and comment to people, you don't gotta yeah. tag me in every single one you do. You know that. Oh, right? I know. Yeah, <laughs> and I I don't actually. I, I know that's amazing. I don't. 
there's some that I don't, but I guess when I feel like it's applicable, I do, but I'll stop doing that because that's too many tags, right? Because you're like, <laughs> you don't got to do that because I'm not the one who's talking. It's not me. I don't got to see that. I'm not the one who's saying anything. Yeah, I'll stop doing that. But yeah, Attack of the 20th Century, they're real good. I, I actually, the other film podcasts I enjoy are uh, Film Spotting, two Chicago based film critics, kind of in the tradition of Siskel and Ebert because they were from Chicago, but Adam Kempinar and Josh Larson, they do Film Spotting which is real good. And then another one called show me the meeting, show me the meaning, which they got real, they get real philosophical about movies and stuff. Mm. So those are the three main film podcasts. I listen to attack of the 20th century film spotting and show me the meeting. So I haven't uh, listened to a podcast in several months, so I cannot offer anything to that, but yeah, we actually mentioned some of our friends and, and, and different people. Yeah. Well, because our people who we mentioned are the ones who listen. So Yeah, so that was good. So that was our anime and manga episode. There, yeah, I said this it has again. been the third episode. I'm glad we did this because I've wanted Steve. I wanted to hear his opinion on anime since he'd never. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep watching. I'm gonna keep, gonna keep watching. You know. There's Whereas I'm kind of leaving my anime. I'm leaving my anime phase right now <laughs> because I'm stuck yeah. just watching childhood cartoons, um, and reality TV <laughs> show. I've I've been watching Survivor. I've watched probably. 15 seasons of Survivor, like a crackhead. Oh, yeah. um, right. I've absolutely unhinged. I'm not on yeah. antidepressants right now, so I'm not really sure what's going on. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, it sounds like you need sleep, too. Yeah. You need some more sleep. Okay, well, then, well, this was good. So We did uh, episode we'll three. Just, Pretty good. We'll I'll edit it. I'll try to crank it out. Well, it's our third episode, but it's actually episode two, right? Oh. Because we did um, negative one, one, and two, but it's our yeah, third episode. I don't episode. know about that. I forgot. What were we thinking? <laughs> maybe maybe it's episode four. We just skipped. Don't we don't even know. This is an episode about All right. Uh, tune All in right. next whatever time we do for horror. Yeah, horror in a quiet place part two. And yeah. we'll talk about horror and all kinds of horror stuff. So And you gotta right. watch you should watch it Bo Burnham's Inside, so we can talk about that. Oh yes. Okay, I will. Because that's something that I actually have watched that is new, so yeah, I like Bo Burnham a lot. So. I'll try to watch The Babadook before we record that because oh, yeah. that's a female horror movie. I'll try to do that. I'll um, send you two or three that for sure you should watch. I think The Exorcist is one. Yeah. And if anybody is still listening at this point, the reason why there was a big gap is because, of course, graduation and I was traveling a lot. I went to Maryland. I went to Florida. Right. I was all around. Pretty busy. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few classics you should watch. Maybe the first Friday the 13th and the first Halloween um, what what about what is um what's Nightmare on Elm Street? What's that? That one's real good too. I mean, that's you know that's Wes Craven, which he's awesome. Um, that's Freddy Krueger, you know, with the long fingernails, and he shows up in your dreams, talking about dreams. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, so. I, I might try to watch that one related back to yeah. this. Yeah, so. yeah, that one's pretty intense. All so. right, well. All right, so. I think right I'll now I'll be ya. playing. I'll be playing the the music outro is playing right now. There and, you uh, go. It's fading out. Right now. It's fading out now. All right, Chloe.
Chocolate, chocolate 